Blog Talk Radio. July 12th, 2020, and you are listening in to the Triggered and Divided podcast with Bobby Cuomo and Dylan Nay, first time in a year. Dylan! We back, we back, we back. The boys are back with the most essential podcast, live call-in podcast on the internet. Dylan, what's good, brother? So good to hear your voice. Dude, it's a great world. We have a new Minecraft update. We have a new Minecraft game. And J.K. Rowling is a turf. Still, it's a new world. <laughs> oh, and there's a global pandemic, a shutdown, a oh, yeah, practically a resistant revolution going on. I mean, there's a lot going on. There is not a, uh, a low level of topics. We have a shit ton to talk about. And um, I guess we just kind of want to start it off just kind of recognizing um, one of my one of my best friends, uh, one of my one of a one of our most popular callers. He called in so many times and he even co-hosted a Jeremy V Hill or Jeremy Jeremy V. Oh, my God. Jeremy Villeneuve. Ugh, his cousin's last name is V Hill. Jeremy Villeneuve. And he would laugh for me fucking that up because I fucked that up so many times in our life. Um, but he got to meet Dylan. Dylan, you got to spend a lot of time on the podcast with Jeremy. And, uh, I always liked his. Uh, I always liked his energy. He was definitely something you couldn't put in a box. <laughs> I really, I really appreciated how, uh, how how transparent he was about what he thought, especially when he commented on your posts. You know, he really just kind of put it all out there, and he kind of started to do the same on my posts. And when you when you fucking messaged me that he was dead, I I was a little shook because I had just literally commented with him on on some post a couple days beforehand about something. It was just weird. Yeah, it's just life is so short and it comes at you so fast. And he was uh he was just a shining light and he was really just starting to get his life together. You know, we all go through struggles and each of our different experiences and story is different, you know, and his story was just really coming to a good chapter and you know, we just gotta have to just take what we learned from him and you know, he lives in all of us now, so I just wish he was here to do that Jesse Ventura damn impression. It was so good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, we love you. We miss you. Dedicating this episode to you, brother. But let's, uh, let's get on with the show here. So today we're going to be talking about a variety of issues. Um, just to kind of jot off some of the things we're going to be talking about. We're going to be going ahead and talking about, uh, well, COVID. We're going to talk about police brutality. We're going to be talking about how do you pronounce her name? Is it Gillane, Gislaine, 
Jislaine. <laughs> I'll just call her Jislaine Maxwell. That's her new. That's her Jizz Lane. <laughs> Fucking street. She lives on Jislaine. We're going to be talking oh, about boy. her suicide countdown, when she's going to die, how she's going to die, and how the media is going to tell us how she's going to die, and how they're going to lie about that. We're going to talk about. Reopening schools, Florida right now is talking about reopening their schools, their elementary, middle school, and high schools next month, even though they're in the middle of a outbreak that is on par with the New York City outbreak in the beginning of March. So I don't know. Some people say it's the increased tests. There's evidence right now that are showing that the actual hospitalizations are and the deaths are outpacing or the cases are outpacing the tests. So. I don't know. There's a there's a lot to be told. There's a lot to there's a lot of stories still to be told on this whole COVID mess. What's your takes? We reopen schools, Dylan. Um. Well, if I was if I was in school still, I'd say fuck no because I don't want to go to school. <laughs> but knowing that kids gotta go to school, I would say yeah. I mean, we're wearing masks anyway, so maybe they just take it take it easy on like community shared. Crayons and pencils and erasers and shit, you know, not maybe not sit kids, 20, 20 kids to a fucking classroom like fucking sardines. Um, I mean, honestly, the the individual attention would increase for children and then learning disabilities or inabilities or deficiencies could identified quicker, making kids able to catch up to the rest of their classmates, feel less left behind. I mean, there's there's a lot of good things to open the schools up, especially during the pandemic, because. I mean, for fuck's sake, how long has it been since we've had data on school during a pandemic? Like, we didn't even have data keeping like we do right now no, we don't. When, we, when we had one. So, like, this information might kind of help. Like, holy fuck, standardized scores are going up because kids aren't literally packed in 30 kids to a class. They're 15, 15, 20 kids max, maybe. You know, the teacher's able to spend a lot more individual time with those teachers, which I know is a big issue for me going through school. I could just never never quite get the uh, the extra couple minutes I needed to really kind of learn, uh, especially with math. I, I think that's what I fell most behind on. And then of course everybody else was catching on. So the teacher kept moving on and, and I had to, I had to just try and catch up. I think that's one of the biggest problems is it's just the class sizes, to be honest. That's an aspect I did not even think about was the potential of decreasing students and increasing educational output. I mean, I, I agree with you there. There's, a lot of kids that just don't get the attention. They don't get the space that they need to really, truly learn. You can, you know, you can't have a classroom full of 40 people and expect each one of those 40 kids to learn and comprehend and, you know, just take in even, all the things even, you teach them at the same time. Even beyond educational values, you have kids who can show you identifying markers for child abuse in the home or, or, or neglect and whatnot. So, you know, with these kids being more in front of the teachers, these teachers may be able to identify that a little quicker because, you know, some kids, literally their only meal that they have in the mornings is from fucking school. Like, if they don't go to school on time, they don't have breakfast. Um, they might not, they might eat two of their three meals that day. So, you know, they, they might not have all their friends around. So, depression for fucking, you know, hormonal teens and stuff. Not being able to hang out with Susie at lunch and shit. Um, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that could change. But I, I definitely think school should open. Some, some form of normalcy in a child's life is deserved amidst a pandemic. I mean, the world's already changing enough. Can you imagine being a kid in all this? I mean, being a kid, this is getting normalized at a, at a very, very fast in pace. I mean, it's us adults were like... It's probably a little scary, like, though. 
Well, I'm sure it is scary. Nine-year-olds who have, who have ran around with their faces out and playing in garden hoses, and now they can't touch a fucking doorknob. Right. I mean, it just presents a whole course of problems if they don't go back, whole course of problems if they do go back. You seem to believe that the problems would be decreased if they do go back. I, I actually really um, – I think that your your analysis on this is spot on as far as educational purpose. I didn't even think of those things, Dylan. That's crazy. I I just don't. Well, I, I'm, they, con- they I'm confused say on it. This doesn't affect people that are young. Like this is this yeah. Is that's that what I was harms. just about to say. I'm confused on the whole thing because children don't die from it at all. That's rarely. A fact. I don't even. I don't but even know really? what you say. Rarely. I think there's only been one real child that's died from COVID-19. I haven't heard of anything of more than one or two. And if that's the case, then I mean that's more than rare. That's like extremely rare. Holy shit, right? Right. That's an outlier. So are we just worried about teachers, administrators, um, I guess, parents but, you know, coming together wearing, to pick if, up their kids? If you're wearing your mask and you're following the guidance by the WHO and the CDC of cleaning high contact areas, wearing your masks, staying six feet, not sharing community fucking things, you know, like like restaurants do. You don't have ketchups and shit on the table. You don't even get a fucking menu. If you don't have a QR reader on your phone, I hope you have service in the restaurant because you're going to need to download an app. But, like, you know, these, these – these, you know, if, if these teachers are wearing their masks, these teachers are wiping down the door handles, leaving the door open so the kids don't have to push on it to open it, not having community pencils and, and school supplies and books and stuff, and not having kids come to the board with the same marker writing up there, picking their nose, stuffing their shit in their fingers in their butt and all that. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if teachers are wearing their masks and following the, the guidance by the WHO and the CDC, which they apparently some people seem to trust, then there shouldn't be an issue, but it comes down to a, where we treat one, we don't treat the other. You, know, you have a, a mutual exclusivity between how we treat people wearing masks and how we treat people who are wearing masks. Obviously, when people are like, oh, well, you're not wearing a mask, you're a fucking asshole. And then we talk about everybody moving into normalcy wearing masks, and they're like, no, we're all going to die still. Like, it's, this, this, needs, this needs to be rectified. This, this, there needs to be a consistency between the two. Otherwise, it's just absolute <clears throat> bullshit. Some people are, some people are just gonna see it, you know. Yeah, I feel like there hasn't been any real set rules, as far as like, like for example, I was reading yesterday that the CDC is on the verge of call, of of downgrading COVID nineteen um, from no longer being an epidemic because we've had like something like ten weeks of declining deaths or something like that. Um, so, I mean, I just feel like we need to have some form of... So they would be calling it an epidemic now instead of a pandemic? No, I mean, I, I believe the pandemic is still there because it's the case, it's cases that that's spreading around. The epidemic, I believe, is with um, the deaths. So because we've had a, a okay. certain amount of consecutive weeks in a row with decreased deaths, I, I just I feel like we need to have something along those lines here in the States about, okay, we've now gone 10 weeks of decreased cases you can now loosen mask wearing um, regulations or something, or, or, you know, large groups can now go in. I mean, there's just no, I think that's the, the whole scary part about this is that there's just, no one knows. No one knows Honestly, how this, how this is going to end, when it's going to end. I, I really think that the masks, masks are a reflexive reaction to the anxiety of a pandemic at this point, knowing what we know about asymptomatic people, the likelihood of, of 
contagions traveling via people to people uh, is extremely low if you're if you're not sitting there coughing, sneezing, and and right in each other's face for more than 30 minutes at a time. We know this is the case. Like, yeah, if you grab a petri dish with some culture gel and you cough on it, yeah, it's gonna look real nasty if you don't if if you, if you don't wear a mask versus wearing a mask. Like that's that's just nice. But at, at some point, the reality of the situation that if you're not up in somebody's face, balls spitting in their face, fucking coughing and sneezing all over their face like there's no way you're going to be able to contact this virus unless you have low immune system which i mean if you have a low immune system that's uh, this this pandemic you you should have already been worried about getting sick before this pandemic especially with the whole oh well we're gonna be having a pandemic soon whole narrative right before this like for fuck's sake i was watching uh explained on netflix and they were like yeah we're in for a pandemic and then boom six months later we have a pandemic like, if these well, people who were worried with in, low immune systems fairness, were so worried, they should have already been practicing these social distancing guidelines if they are so weak and immunocompromised. These people should have already been doing this. This is not everybody's fault. Like, we can't just say, oh, well, it's everybody's fault the pandemic's here, and, and well, you need to think of immunocompromised people. Immunocompromised people need to think of themselves. Uh, there's a lot of healthy people getting contracted with this virus. And getting yeah. sick and dying. It's not just unhealthy people. And to comment on your predicting the pandemic, there's been a pandemic, I think, like once every 10 years or something like that. Not all pandemics garner the kind of shutdown that we had or have, but there's been a pandemic of around every 10 years. And to predict, say, there's one coming up soon isn't exactly like, I wouldn't call that a conspiracy theory, like, oh, they knew it was coming. No, it's Bill Gates, bro. He wants to vaccinate us all with microchips. You know, I'm so tired of hearing about Bill Gates and, Dude, and mandated right? microchips. Oh, my God. This man went from the most idolized, loved, capitalist mogul in America, the peak efficiency of being American and a capitalist and making your own in the modern age. This man revolutionized the world. For fuck's sakes, the bomb they drop in the Middle East is controlled with an Xbox controller designed by Microsoft. So this get, motherfucker get him, is ingrained in so far in everybody's life, and everybody has loved Bill Gates, and boom! All of a sudden, out of seemingly fucking nowhere, this dude is a reptilian. He fucks a children. Pedophile. He he wants to he wants to he wants to fucking get everybody microchipped. He fucking he drinks adrenochrome. Him and his wife rape children on the regular. Like this man has seemingly the greatest PR without any effort. This man just literally walked into the world and holy fuck, we love you, Bill Gates. We want to suck your dick. I think you should deserve to get a blowjob with every shit you take. Blumpkins for you, sir. And then, boom. Blumpkins he's a for everybody. Evil, he's a demonic, fucking evil, passive, pathological liar who's trying to enslave the world with this technology that we're currently commenting on to say all this about him. It's literally the irony is palpable. I can lick the air and it's salty. It's fucking dumb. Do you think, Dylan, that there is a reasonable fear out there for mandated vaccinations? Do you think that there is a reasonable reason yes. for – well, I don't yes. understand what Bill Gates has anything to do with it other than he's donated a bunch of money to organizations that have facilitated sure. the developments of vaccinations. I, you know, okay, I could be completely wrong. Bill Gates might be involved in this criminal enterprise that is the government <laughs> since he made his – 
since he made his invention, you know, they're like, holy fuck, this guy's not quite as dumb as Tesla, and he's not a foreigner, so maybe we can't get rid of him. Let's just incentivize him and get a couple videos of him fucking children so we have some collateral against him if he wants to turn on us. I honestly think that's how if, – if, if that's the way it's going to go, I think that's how the pedophile elite ring works. They're like, look, we're going to fuck you over if you don't join us, but we're going to need some collateral so you don't fuck us over afterwards. So here's a child to have sex with. We're going to videotape you, and if you ever try to turn on us, I am literally just going to put this out in the world. I, I really I really think that there's something there with that. Like in, in the world, there's something to that. I, I don't have any proof. I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any evidence, but you, you, that's my you think hill, that there's going to uh, die on it. Do you think there's some kind of like hard drive out there with just videos of all kinds of influential, famous people of of the world who have fucked children? Yeah, Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell has one. I, did you watch the documentary on Netflix? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, that's so good, dude. And I cannot wait for the Crown to start shitting themselves because. Prince Andrew fucked a 14-year-old. Like, dude, I cannot wait until the book. And when that kite string pops, dude, it's going to be so fucking nice. I swear to God. Oh, and that fool, like, shamelessly poses in the picture with that underage girl. And then he does that interview willingly, like, as if he's being interviewed by the police for interrogation. Like... He's. I don't know. I thought he interrogated himself. Prince, the prince did. Dude, and and that girl said that right after that was taken, he took her into the room and raped her. God. And that's just one. How how many, man? Yeah. How many? Let's just take a let's take a pre-rape photo. Like this is so wholesome. Put this on your fucking MySpace, bitch. Right. And the girl, she said uh, when when uh, she came out against him. And she said, all I knew was that I was going to meet a prince by one. I'm like, holy fuck, man. What's and crazy that's all is little, the Ponzi little girl wants to do is meet a prince. I mean, fuck, right? It's crazy. The Ponzi scheme to me, you know, the fact that he would, he would pay $200 to the girl who masseused him and give $200 to the girl that brought her to him. So now, once these girls have brought someone, he has criminalized them so that they – any testification against him, hey, look, she's a criminal too. She was helping helping him supply underage girls, even though she was like, I don't know, Ugh. some someone in that circle, probably him, was like, hey, dude, this is the way to get it done, because this is what they have to do to get to you, and like, you know, with him transferring all of his money to his estate, so that when the girls sued him, they couldn't get his money. Dude, that's insane, man, isn't it? This man was on it. Honestly, like, I, I hate the fact that I have to say this, but damn, he was good. Like, damn. You know, of, of all things to say about Jeffrey Epstein, that is probably not one of them. But in right. regards to the way he handled his end-of-life processes and finalizing all of that so that, the, so that people weren't able to get their hands on it outside of who he wanted, damn, that motherfucker's good. Like, he did a damn fine <laughs> job. Yeah, well, I was watching that documentary, and that was before. Uh, and I'm, we're gonna keep calling her Gislaine Maxwell. I know it's pronounced Ghislaine or whatever the hell it is, but Gislaine Maxwell. The fact the fact that she got arrested really kind of put all the things that were in that documentary alive again for me. I was like, man, it just sucks that Epstein got arrested and hung himself, or or whatever the hell he did, or he's on an island somewhere. Who fucking knows what happened to that guy? But it felt as though all of the bricks that were about to fall. Are, are you know still in place, and we're never gonna figure out. We're never gonna find out 
who all these players are in this big fucking worldwide pedo scheme, you know? And now I feel like it's alive again. Maybe we will find out some things. Maybe we will see those videos, dude. Who knows? Oof. Well, and it's, it's something that there's a reckoning coming because above all, like, you know, as much as anybody can say, yeah, don't use children for your political gain. That's what the Nazis did. As much as they can say, think of the children, it's their future. There is nothing in this world that brings people together like kids in harm. And, right. and I, I don't, I don't care if you're a fucking white hooded KKK member or the fucking blackest of night activists for BLM. There is some point in a human soul when you hear this powerful person fucks kids without repercussions where both of those people shed their melanin or slap some on for a second and hang people. Like I'm just talking straight hangings. Like that guy fucks kids, grab a rope, you know, like the year of the rope is coming. And, and, and I really, 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 really think that that is the only thing that's going to pull America out of some kind of civil war is children, children being raped. I I mean, the concern for children has always been kind of a, a solidarity moment for people who have different ideas, different opinions on things like takes the, uh, what was it in Guatemala? What South American country was it where those kids uh, were stuck in the cave for like three or four days, or maybe it was longer than that. Remember this is like maybe 10 years ago. And it was like that. It was a, it was like a high school team or a high school group of boys. And they were in this cave and I can't even remember that. Yeah. But yeah, like wow. the whole world was, my point is the whole world was in tune to that because it was children and we wanted the children to be okay, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I get Just what you're like saying. the whole world was in tune to Harambe and we all wanted Harambe to come back. Oh, rest in peace, Harambe. Dick's out, dick's out. Well, let me play a clip from the Joe Rogan show when you had Hannibal Burris on earlier this week when they talk about Ghislaine Maxwell and then we'll discuss uh, what they were talking about. I am very curious now that this Ghislaine Maxwell guy or lady got arrested mm. you know the jeffrey epstein's yeah. confidant what first of all how quick before they kill her second of all if they don't kill her what is she going to say and who's going down because there's a lot of people going down it's it's pretty bonkers that i watched could affect that. the election you think it could affect the election 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. well first of all trump used to hang out with that guy this picture with Melania and Trump and Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine and Fox News cut out Trump. They cut the they edited the picture so that Trump wasn't in the picture and they're like, Well, we made a mistake. Like, bitch, you didn't make a mistake. There's the picture. They were posing, partying together. They hung out. What um I know at the end of the the doc on, on Netflix they said that he had all of those tapes. And all of those rooms were being taped. So I wonder if she has access to that or did they burn that? That's a good question. What's up? Yeah. You know he had a picture of Bill Clinton in a dress in the foyer of his house? Damn. (laughs) Bill Clinton in a dress in the foyer of his house. And it goes deep. I mean, I'd like to hear your opinion, Dylan, on on Joe Rogan's opinion of how he thinks that this is actually going to affect the election results. What do you think about that, man? That man has been right more times than anybody cares to admit. 
or at least more transparent and 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 uh, objective than more people would ad- ad- attempt to be. Honestly, I I want to say that I don't think Trump fucked kids, but there seems to be a really decent chance of it. Because why would you be Man. hanging out with a kid fucker if you don't fuck kids? Then again, I also know people who are, you know, I mean, I know people who may be maps, but I don't think that they currently fuck kids. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, because, just because you hang out with somebody doesn't mean you know everything about their life. So, sure, Jeffrey Epstein may have really been able to keep uh, his, his perversion secret to Trump where he didn't know. And he was just trying to gauge, does Trump also want to fuck kids? Uh, there, there's, there's a chance of that, just like there's a chance of that with anybody involved with Epstein. But as far as it affecting the election, yeah, absolutely. I've been telling people for months now we're being set up for the largest October surprise in history. You are, you are not going to be more shocked by anything in this world other than what you hear in October. Whatever the fuck comes up right before the election, because November 1, dude, that's the election. November fucking 1. Was it the 3rd? November 3rd? No, yeah. it's, it's, the, it's the, the first, first Tuesday. Yeah, man, I, so I, either, either day, it doesn't matter. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think that Donald Trump, per se, girls raped children. But there is, there is – I wish I downloaded the clip to play it for the audience. But there is a – you may have heard it, the clip of Donald Trump talking about his friend, Harvey Weinstein. And, or I'm sorry, <laughs> same guy. And he likes, him, he likes him young. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, I mean. Yeah, that he likes him, that he likes him young, and he like, kind of like made like a like an off off kiltered laugh about it too. Like, I don't know, man. I think that maybe Donald Trump knew some things. Maybe Donald or, Trump knew that he he liked fucking some seventeen year olds or sixteen year olds. Maybe not. I don't know. Let's also remember that Epstein was convicted of soliciting prostitution from a minor before all of this came up like he he spent he spent probably 15 16 17 years running from law enforcement and he was in and around florida so like you know that that might as much as it may have been an off-color joke with a little tiny laugh that you don't like at the end of it it could have just been a fucking punch in his ribs like yeah he likes them young you know what i mean like this guy's getting caught soliciting sex from minors before because it's true I mean, he had a record for that far before anybody in the in the media was like, yeah, Epstein's fucking children and they're arresting him and he's in prison right now. Like everybody who said Epstein didn't kill himself didn't know 10 years ago who Jeffrey Epstein was. That's a fact. I didn't. Right. No, yeah. I didn't. I can't I can't sit yeah. here and be like, yeah, I've always been following pedos and this Jeffrey Epstein. Literally, people heard Epstein didn't kill himself. They read the stories. They're like, I hope that pedophile gets murdered. And then in prison, uh, oh, well, shit, he was close to the Clintons and Bill Clinton. Must have been Hillary. Like, it's just so easy. But is it that easy or is it just Occam's razor? Well, it's easy for people on both sides to be like – and I see this a lot on my news feed is all depending on what you know, aisle that you politically aspire to. It's either oh yeah the Clintons are gonna you're gonna you know kill him or oh the Trump's gonna kill her you know it's it's one of those things it's like I think that this this whole thing takes shape across all of, all all of political aspects I mean Republicans Democrats Independents princes 
we're gonna. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm incredibly anticipating October because <laughs> if something Dude, really does come out, not of, even, not even just politicians and world figures like that. Celebrities, bro. Fucking celeb. Like Tom Hanks was on Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. Tom yep. fucking Hanks. And and this I can tell you this out here. I can like, tell oh, you this. It's just disgusting Show. to me. I don't trust anybody that doesn't wear a mask. Like I don't trust anybody on his flight logs. <laughs> <laughs> Look. I, in my own personal life, I've come across two people who did some questionable things um, with minors. And as soon as I even got wind of that, it was over. I cut them off. Done. Done skis. Right. Like, I don't go to their house. I don't get in their car. And I most definitely don't jump in their private jet. Like, so I don't really know what Donald Trump knew. I don't know what Joe Biden knew because he's a fucking creepy little girl toucher. These are also – this is also a philanthropist we're talking about. This isn't just the power of him having sex with children. This is the power of him bringing money to institutions that he deems worthy enough to give his money to. So, like, so I, you really I, think that he was using child sex, child trafficking to gain access – and to gain power and to gain, I mean, like, that's just nuts to me. I mean, yes. it makes sense since they had all the cameras. Why would they have cameras in every room? Right. That's wild. Blackmail. blackmail. That's fucking wild. Like, I, I really do believe that it's blackmail at some point. Like, hey, you want to come to my island? And I got some pretty young things for you. And then, like, as you're going there, you start to realize, holy fuck, these aren't 18-year-old pretty young things. And they're like, yeah, if you want to go in there and get a massage... No one's going to stop you. And they're like, oh, dude, this is a massage. There's no one in here. It's so quiet. It's great. Just like him, they flip over. They try to get their deed done. And little do they know, there's a little fucking nanny cam and the teddy bear in the corner or some shit, you know? Like, I really Man. I really think that Epstein not only was using his philanthropy to attract himself to political elites or celebrities or world leaders, whatever the fuck you want to call them, but then he was using blackmail with fucking pedophilia and these people – to make sure that he could get what he wants beyond that and that they would never turn on him after he's helped them. I, I really think it was an insurance policy, bro. So do you think that he himself, though, was into that kind of thing? Do you think he was a, a pedophile? Epstein? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I, I think that like most pedophiles, the natural progression is like, you know, you look up porn and it's like pretty young, bald fucking pussies. And they're barely 18, <laughs> barely legal, fucking, you know, 18 yesterday, like literally on camera. Yeah, my birthday is today, actually. And like these, <laughs> these things go like, well, damn, that fit, that fucking 18 year old and that 17 year old look just alike. Damn, that 16 year old and that 17 year old look just alike. Damn, that 15 year old and that fo- 16, that 14 and that 15. It, it, the, the natural progression I, I don't want to call it that but that's all I can think of it at like that progression is is understandable from someone who who has an, an addictive personality and possibly some abuse molestation in their youth sexual trauma whatever the fuck whatever the fuck it could have been or it could just be they're a sociopathic son of a bitch that just wants to fuck kids because no one can stop them because they're rich like it could be tons of things but the constant for me is the fact that those cameras were set up for someone somewhere somehow to have an insurance policy against the person committing those horrific acts yeah 
And if Maxwell has access to these cameras, holy shit. Holy shit. There's there's a storm coming, a pale horse, and a man riding on him, and his name was Death, and Hell's following with him. Like, there is a fucking reckoning coming, dude. Man. 2020. It's a wild yeah. year. Dude, it and Kanye. wild year. We got Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Kanye West. I mean, the beginning of 2020, Kanye West put out a gospel album that I listened to a bunch. Probably the only gospel album I've ever listened to. And it's fairly good for what it's worth. Most people think it's shit. But, you know, I love Kanye West. I I think he's an amazing performer and a legend of of his time. I mean, but now he's running, running for president. Oh, my God. And it's, it's real. He's running, guys. He's fucking running. And it's you know the, and it's racist not to vote for him. <laughs> it's racist not to vote. Do you know what his you know what his party's called? Oh, you don't know what his political party's called. Oh, this is joyous. No. I, I, I'm I'm so happy to break the news to you. Oh, um, he said in the he said in this Forbes interview that his political party is called the birthday party. Because when he wins, it'll be like it's everybody's birthday. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Bobby. No, nah, it is. I, I, I wish I li- I wish I'm lying to you, man. No, that's I'm verifiable that fact. Right now. Look it <laughs> up. Look look it up. He's a uh, <laughs> He's crazy, man. He goes like you should read the whole Forbes interview, man. He's he goes into how he's anti-vaccine and how he thinks that Donald Trump's brought the country closest to God than any president before him, but he's ditching Kanye the red hat. to run for president under the birthday party will make Told Elon you. Musk head of our space program because when we win, it's everybody's birthday. Are you fucking kidding me? This is a guy who's probably going to get as close to the percentage points that Ron, Ron Paul, oh my God, Ross Perot got. It was at 1992 when he ran, or no, 96 when he ran. Think about Kim Kardashian being the first lady, from uh, from the OJ case to first lady, bro. Are you fucking right? kidding me? I would, I would literally cancel my subscription to America. I would be so <laughs> done. Oh, I mean, you could literally, you, you could connect the OJ Simpson case to the Kanye West presidency. If there was no OJ Simpson case, Kanye wouldn't have oh, met wait. Kim. No, 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 no. You can connect a Super Bowl to Kanye West being president. Which Super Bowl? Uh, who did OJ... Okay, uh, what team did OJ first play for? Was it the Browns? No, fool. He got drafted by the Buffalo Bills, boy. That's See, okay, so he, he, he got drafted by the Buffalo Bills because the year before they lost, so they got first-round picks. They picked him... He went to New York, met his wife, murdered her, got on the case with, uh, with, with, with Kardashians, and then they won. The Kardashians got their fame, married Bruce, you know, all that. Kanye marries Kim after Ray J gets fucked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, now... mean, you mean Caitlyn? You mean Caitlyn? Oh, did I dead name? I'm sorry. <laughs> did I say Bruce Jenner? Because I you meant did dead Bruce name. fucking Jenner. Um, and and then and now Kanye is going to be president. Like if he's president, we can literally attribute a loss of a Super Bowl to being this important. Like that is how important football is in this country. If a football game is decided one way, we could have Kanye West as president. The uh, butterfly effect, man. 
Thanks, NFL. Yeah, Good. Kanye Fucking West Roger running for president. Goodell. I don't. I do not think he's going to win 2020 at all. I mean, that's not even a question. But this is kind of like his dry run, and to see what re- what he really does in 2024, especially if it's an open contest between both Republicans and Democrats, it's really all bets are off at that point. Unless Joe Biden wins and he runs again, I don't really know what he would run on. Maybe he would choose Republican this time. But uh, it's let me play. They're going to be at podiums though, because then he can't run up and grab the mic and say, "I'm going to let you finish." But <laughs> this is the greatest presidency of all time. <laughs> Let me play a clip from uh, Charlemagne the God's uh, uh, morning broadcast that he does every day, um, and he talks about Kanye West. None of this should even be a story. Kanye West hasn't done anything to show that he's serious about running for president. All he's done is talk and tweet. He's taken absolutely no steps to be president. He hasn't registered with the Federal Election Commission. He has no campaign platform. He's already missed the deadline in a bunch of states. This isn't even a real story. When he, re- when he goes out there and actually registers with the Federal Election Commission, uh, then, then, then we can talk about this. Until then, this is nothing. And every news outlet, every media outlet, CNN, MSNBC, you're all using this for your own headlines. You're all accusing Kanye West of doing exactly what you're doing. You're saying Kanye West is only doing this for attention. Kanye West is only doing this for publicity. He's only doing this for headlines. So are y'all, because this shouldn't even be a story. There's nothing to talk about here until he actually registers with the Federal Election Commission and he puts his hat in the ring for real. This is not a story, y'all. Come on, stop it, man. So yeah, I mean he hasn't he's he's already missed several deadlines. He hasn't applied even yet. So I mean, what is this? It, sounds, it just sounds like a joke to me. But if I'm a Democrat and I'm a Biden supporter, I'm a little worried. Well, yeah, because then if you don't know if you're for Biden or Kanye, then you ain't black. <laughs> oh god. And then what what did, what did Joe Biden say that one time? If you're not voting for me, you ain't black. No, if you don't know if you're for me or for Trump, then you ain't black. God, what a stupid comment that was. Right? Like, okay, that's like, to me, that's on par with, uh, so what's one thing you keep in your handbag? Hot sauce. Like, fucking quick as fuck. I keep uh, hot sauce, hot sauce. I keep hot sauce, my black. Am I black now? Am I black? I'm black now because I have hot sauce, right? I'm Hillary Clinton and I'm black now. Like, I don't know. That's just the pandering bullshit that I see. It's it's fucking annoying. My wife has kept hot sauce in her purse as long as I've known her. So throw that out there. Shout out to Chloe. Wow. Chloe's black. She's yeah. She's, she's got that Cholula black pass. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that. Like I actually didn't know that even putting hot sauce on your food was a black thing, Dylan. I thought that was like just a regular yeah. thing. Well, Bobby, don't you know that white people don't season their food? Oh, don't care. We conquered we we as white people, if we're gonna all, you know, subscribe ourselves to the group like everybody tells us we have to, if we as white people conquered the earth, three quarters of the livable earth in conquest for spices, is it terribly off color to imagine or out of pocket to imagine that maybe white people do use spices in their cooking? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to call it reverse racism because I don't think that's a thing, but it is kind of like white people are allowed to be the brunt of jokes. White people are allowed to get made fun of on, on things like their clothes, their dancing, 
their singing, their, their, their food. Their skin. I mean, their, their skin? What do you mean? Their skin color. All right, sure. But, you know, but like, not like made fun of, you know, like things that were poked upon, you know? Orange, uh, pinky. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things that people that are white sure. get called that are about their skin color. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just see that as a kind of counterproductive. You know, I, I've, I've had my online battles about seasoned chicken. I'm like, what the fuck you mean we don't season chicken? But straight up, though, when I see those memes about unseasoned chicken, and I hate to put you on blast, Mom, you cook a lot of good shit. But you did not season the chicken when we were when we were growing up. You just put it in the damn oven and baked it on a pan. And they were chicken thighs too, chicken thighs, not chicken breast, not wings, just like chicken thighs with the skin on it. And it was like it was gross, man. But uh, yeah, my mom did not season her chicken, but I seasoned my chicken. Not even Sorry, pepper mom. and salt. Man, maybe my mom's my mom's listening. It's like I seasoned the chicken. Nah, you didn't season the chicken. I, I remember. Seasoned the chicken, Bobby. How dare you? <laughs> You are the meme they talk about, mother. But uh, no, all, all jokes aside, I mean, it's just, you know, you can't, it's not acceptable for you to throw down a, a Facebook post about, you know, Kool-Aid or watermelon or, or chicken, you know, all the, all the stupid stereotypes for black people. You know, I know black people love a lot more food than those three fucking things. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. <clears throat> I mean, for fuck's sake, there's like potatoes. There's like fucking fruit. For fuck's sake, there's even like other meat like shrimp <laughs> imagine that some black guy might like shrimp out there weird i don't know <laughs> like i don't know how we got down this rabbit hole but i i'm with it i'm fucking with it another thing that pisses me off is cookouts man like white people make some bomb ass macaroni and cheese you don't just have to bake it i mean oh, shit. It's, uh, don't get me started well now now white people are going to start using more goya on their fucking foods oh my god Te- Tell the audience about the about the whole Goya situation. What, what's what's going on with Goya? What what they do? What the hell they do? Well, Goya came out with a pro-Trump uh, message. Not not like we want to reelect him. He's the greatest god emperor. Never done. But um, in in light of him signing legislation involving Mexican Americans and helping out those communities, they they also tweeted out or at least made a press conference about their support. I guess I'm not totally intelligent on the situation, but I, long I do story short. Okay. But long, long yeah. story short, before you play the clip, uh, now that Goya has come out in a positive message for Trump, since it is a Mexican American owned company, they're being put on blast by not only their cultural community, but the political community that seems to think they own the cultural community. So in, in short, Liberals are getting offended for Mexicans against a Mexican-owned company. But isn't that how it always kind of is? I always feel like white people get more offended their by own? shit. Yeah, I feel like white people get offended by shit that other races don't get offended by so much. White liberals. White liberals. Yeah, I've well, never let's... seen a white conservative get offended for somebody else. Just saying. Mm, I don't know about that, brother. We'll come back but, to that uh, after the clip. Yeah, we'll go come back to that. Let's play the clip of the Goya CEO in his speech uh, talking about praising Donald Trump. We're all truly blessed at the same time to have a leader like President Trump who is a builder. And that's what my grandfather did. He came to this country to build, to grow, to prosper. And so we have an incredible builder, and we pray. We pray 
for our leadership, our president, and we pray for our country that we will continue to prosper and and to grow. So I'm not sure if it was just the uh, the praise for Donald Trump or maybe it was even the prayers that he threw in there. But I fuck with Goya. I mean, I, I don't see any reason to protest them just like I don't see any reason to protest Nike. You know, I mean, like what? Are we not allowed to have our own opinions anymore? Like what the fuck? Ugh. Hey, yeah, let's burn the merchandise that I bought from Nike. Uh, that showed them. Yeah, Nike ain't even <laughs> cheap either. Maybe I got your money already, fool. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, as yes, soon as uh, as soon as yeah. someone Hispanic praises anything about Trump, they're immediately given the Uncle Tom treatment. Or it'd be like Uncle Tomas. Uncle Tomas, Uncle Uncle Ruckuso. Like, I mean, how racist can we get with it? You know, but like literally, like how 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 are we supposed to how are we supposed to as okay as white people when I'm told why don't you just shut the fuck up and listen? Okay, and then I listen to that, and then people go, yeah, but the uh, the not that part. Don't don't listen to him. Do do these ones. Do these voices instead. Like it's like the it's like the triple parentheses their opinion type of shit that you have to follow. I don't I don't understand why an, a, a single Hispanic person can't say one positive thing about Trump at all without getting this evisceration. Um Oh, we haven't even blown out the number yet. If you guys want to call in and say fuck Dylan Nave or tell Bobby that 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 I'm I'm the worst part of this podcast. I'm kidding. You can call in at three one no 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 five one six five three one nine five four nine again five one six five three one nine five four nine. Tell us why you think Goya shouldn't be uh, praising Trump if you got an opinion. But I I honestly don't see a fucking reason why why a, a CEO of a company can't sit there and say something positive that they see. If if they see anything positive, why they can't say anything about it, regardless of the aisle. Well, this just kind of configures into the whole cancel culture aspect of our of our generation. <clears throat> you know, anytime someone says something bad, does something bad, did something bad twenty fucking years ago at a party, or you know, anything, anything you've done, can now be held liable for you today. You know, so I, there's a lot of people that would love to cancel Goya. You know, just like Mrs. Buttersworth and Uncle Ben and. And Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. Oh my God! Like I always, I, I always looked at Aunt Jemima being on the bottle or Uncle Ben being on the box as like a positive thing for the black community. You know, like if I'm gonna go pick up some rice, it's gonna be Uncle Ben's or it's gonna be Jasmine long grain white rice. Like that's what I'm picking up. If I go pick up syrup, my wife's like, Oh no, you need maple syrup, and I'm like, Fuck that! Get Aunt Jemima. Get that black nope. bitch. I want I her syrup. I stand with Sarah, man. I stand with Sarah. Because there is no you. damn maple syrup in any Aunt Jemima. It's all corn syrup. I don't give a fuck. Syrup. It tastes great. It tastes great. Sure. Aunt Jemima sure. did a great job making that shit. And I'm like, not I don't to understand. Say that a black woman doesn't want any syrup. Like the whole, the whole auntie thing, that's been discussed. Like, oh, well, it's just bringing up the whole racist auntie thing. Like, okay, um, I... I have four black aunts and uncles, three three female, one male, and and all of my aunts because I don't really talk to the uncle anymore, um, because he fucked a kid. Uh, he uh, fuck him. <laughs> I, I I literally call my black aunts auntie. Like I've always called him that, even when we were in school together. Like my aunts are two, four, and six years older than me. 
So, like, we're in elementary school together, and I'm a little white boy calling my black aunt auntie. And, like, now I'm hearing that that's racist. Like, uh, you know, having the auntie thing with Aunt Jemima is racist. The good cooking. Are you fucking kidding me? How is making good food an insult? Like, how, how can you honestly sit there and look at somebody and say, yeah, by saying well, that that black woman cooks good food, you're racist. Like, do I need to tell yeah. her she cooks like shit? What do I have well, to say? Dylan, that, that term auntie or mammy, it's, it was just a, a, a term of the times, a really racially slurish term of the times that, you know, when, once you read about it, you're like, oh, that's I mean, fucking in, ugly. In, in 1997, I was being told by them to call me auntie. You can call me auntie. Like it, yeah, it but wasn't a don't call them. me aunt. Yeah, but you weren't calling them that because they were like a devoted or submissive servant in your home. Right. You know, but like, the connotation of the word is still there. Like that's what that's what I'm getting at is people are like the 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 auntie thing is racist and like are you fucking kidding me like I've I, at least in a modern age with Aunt Jemima like no one looks at a bottle of Aunt Jemima syrup and goes yeah that slave bitch cooked good food they go damn Aunt Jemima syrup mm, give me yes, that like of I don't I don't of course but when you look at historical context and you start digging deep into the meaning of things. You can't deny that that term Aunt Jemima has a racial slur. Was um, her name Jemima? But was she an aunt? Was she well, a mammy? I, mean, I don't know. Was she? Fuck. Let's ask her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Call her up. Like I. I don't. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, the racial connotation in the past. She wasn't anybody's aunt. Right, she was her yeah, her real exactly. name probably wasn't Jemima. Okay, find me a fine. product. Find me a let's product. Every black guy named Jones, a white person involved with it. Just let's, find me a product that has anything with uncle or aunt and a white person involved. Uh, and I'm trying okay. to think. Uncle something something. You know, I can't think of anything. But I never thought about it, bro. Just like I texted you the other day, I read this article. I was like, ah, oh, shit, master bedrooms racist now. Fuck. Like, what else is racist? I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy per se as like we can't rectify some of these terms, and it's difficult and it's humbling and it's and frankly it's annoying to a lot. Like just like you're saying, when you think of Aunt Jemima, you don't think of damn that slave can make some good ass fucking some syrup. You're like damn Aunt Jemima makes some bomb ass tasty ass fucking pancake toppings. Like it's you have to think about the people who are on that level who are like black people specifically minorities specifically when they look back at these these terms man i mean you can't deny them dylan can you deny them no of course not they'd be ignorant but what i can say is that the past racial connotation has little to no value on the current uh uh idealization of the product like when when we you know when when we look at something and we say aunt jemima no one is sitting there thinking slave ant. There's no other foods named ant. It's only her because she's a racist. She's from a racist think, time. Racist white people. people. There are black people out there who do see that, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's still a racist ass syrup." So there are black people that also don't see that. So do their opinions not count as heavily as the ones who see it racist? Like whose opinion matters more? That's a good point. But I would still refer to the black people who care. I just, I just as, do. as opposed to the black ones who don't. Why, um, why, why do the black I ones who like don't have less value than the? 
than the black ones who do. Well, it, I mean, it kind of goes to the same issue of Jesus, Jesus Christ, portrayed today as this white, blonde-haired fucking dude, when that's as far from the truth as it possibly can be. You Whereas know? Aunt like, Jemima and Uncle Ben were portrayed as their image of their selves and, and not as, as, as a white person. Like, if they took Aunt Jemima and it was a black woman and they made her a white woman in the bottle, we could have that discussion. It. If they put Uncle Ben as a white man on the box, we could have that discussion. I agree with you. Jesus wasn't white. There's no fucking way a man from the Middle yeah, East I guess wasn't I, white. I brought that up because people see Jesus today and they're like, oh, yeah, what's wrong with Jesus? And they see Aunt Jemima today and say, oh, yeah, what's wrong with Aunt Jemima? You know? But Jesus that, is a Euro, Eurocentric adaptation to a religion that is, that is a complete falsehood, whereas Aunt Jemima is an accurate representation with the face of the woman and, and the head of an actual company. Like, Aunt Jemima was a real person. It's not like she's just this made-up oil painting. Aunt Jemima is a real person. Uncle Ben's a real person. Like, if, if they had slendered their, their noses and paled their faces yeah we we could we could talk about how it's fucking racist there's something bad with it but when you have it when you have the image of a fucking black person on food that people are buying up and it's so common for people to buy it up that it's on grocery store shelves you don't even have to order it special online that to me is an is is honoring them not not defaming them not trying to bring shame upon a past like that to me is like dude this this is a black person on food. Every other fucking food with a person's face on it is white. But you come in here, you see this, and it's a black person's face. Like, isn't that representation? Like, I, I don't I don't understand because we we move from that and then we go on to shit like shows on Netflix, Big Mouth. There's a character named Missy, and that little girl is as a mixed kid. She's half black, half white. Her her dad's I think black, and her mom is white. And she's voiced by by Jenny Slate, I think, it, a white woman. And they're gonna recast Missy to have a actress of color. So that representation, like we need that. What's gonna happen when people find out that Kratos from God of War is voiced by a black man? What's gonna happen when people find out that Samurai Jack, an Asian man, is voiced by a black man? Like, is that representation not? important or do we just need to focus on the fact that it's not black representation on this shit like what what is the real issue here your uh your mic is all messed up bobby i don't know what's going on it's still the same that's really weird okay here no, that's still the same same issue. Is your mic plugged in through USB? Yeah, yeah. Try unplugging your mic and plugging it back in. That's weird. Well, this is Robot Bobby here on Triggered Divided, special 2020 edition. It's like the Funko Pops. Always having mic issues. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It still sounds like that. I'd just try calling in, bud. I've been the whole show. No, it, it just literally started when I said something. That was super weird. Nope, it's the same. Just try calling in on the host to call in live. But I, I just like I like I was saying, well Bobby's calling back in. I don't I don't really understand how and if anybody does understand, just just call in and tell me how I'm wrong. Five one six five three one nine five four nine. Um 'cause I'm not gonna believe Bobby telling me I'm I'm wrong. Fuck that. 
But if, if some random person calls in and tells me I'm wrong, I'll believe them. <laughs> I'm kidding. So if 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 we have a black person on food, it's racist. But if we have a black person voicing a white character, it's empowering or tolerable. Which I mean, I couldn't I couldn't care less that Kratos is voiced by a black man. The voice of Kratos is perfect, and 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 I don't think I've ever had an issue with Samurai Jack. But that's the thing is I've never had a fucking issue with it. I've, I've never been perplexed by the fact that, oh shit, here's this black guy on this food, and he's probably from a racist time in, in history that, that I have nothing to do with, and it's a multinational corporation, but we better get rid of it because it's race. Like, I've never thought of that. Bobby, are you back? You want to tell me I'm wrong? Yeah, I'm here. I, I just feel like, you know, she was put on there as a character, a caricature, you know, like just as a, as a representation of a slave who didn't even get paid in full for her, her, uh, her contribution that to the Angelima brand. Removing her, I feel like that's more disrespectful. Like, let's get these black people out of the limelight. Like, let's, let's not let anybody ah. see their faces. Only white people on food. Like, yeah, I mean, it just feeds into the whole cancel culture, like I was talking to you about. Like, have you have you heard of the country bands that are going fucking changing their names? Dixie Chicks. So, Dixie Chicks are now the Chicks, because apparently Dixie is fucking racist. And you hear about Lady Antebellum? Yeah, Lady A and the black woman who's Lady A that she's suing well, for name right. Yeah, I mean, what talk about Antebellum irony, man. Lady racist? Antebellum. What's that? What is antebellum racist for? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Let's see. I, I never thought Lady Antebellum was racist. But why is antebellum racist? Let's, let's find the Googles. We're going to Google, folks. Yeah, they, and then so anyways, she they cancel their name. And then they sue the black woman who's been going by Lady A for decades. It was just crazy, man. 2020 is fucking nuts. Let's see. Antebellum means before a war. The term has been widely associated with the pre-Civil War period in the United States. Really? Now, okay, do you really believe that when, when whoever Lady Antebellum is, whatever her real name is, do does anybody honestly in their heart believe that when she said this is my stage name much like Lady Gaga or Eminem that I'm doing it because I hate black people and I love slavery and I want <laughs> racism to be back again so much like how do you how do you how do you put yourself in that position to say yeah it's clearly what she meant she's fucking racist she just wants to fucking she wa- she wants Jim Crow back Fucking white bitches. Of course you didn't know. And of course you didn't know Antebellum was racist. All this fucking white forgetting now that it's all passed. Like, yeah, dude, I was totally, deeply, and grossly involved in Civil War tactics and, and enslaving black people in my 28 years of life. Heavily involved in that. Jim Crow. I practically fucking wrote the law. You know, that's just what you do when you're fucking four. You just write Jim Crow laws. I don't know. I, I've never seen antebellum used in a modern age. Like the fact that we even had to look it up to find out why it's racist tells you how much it's not fucking racist. Like her name. Yeah. And then Dixie chicks. I just, 
I thought Dixie was uh, was just an area. No, it's, it's like a, it, well, you're, you're right. It is an area. It refers to the bottom parts of the Confederacy. So Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, Louisiana. It refers yeah, to the, the South. Dixie that is, that is the, the Mason-Dixie line. Like I've always known that Dixie had something to do with South, but I never really thought that the Dixie chicks would change their name. Like, that, are you fucking kidding me? The oh. chicks, and that's just a dumb name. The chicks, and then and then we got Figure we got motherfucking Bubba Wallace finding a fucking garage door pole in his NASCAR garage, saying it's a noose. I don't blame it's him. Found, it's found I don't out blame not him. Be a noose, and he goes, "Oh, I never said it was a noose. Someone told me it was a noose." But you were so heavy on social media about saying this racist symbol against me, this attack. No, I've never felt so disgusted than when I saw that. Yeah, like, but if if someone just someone told him there was a noose there, right? He finds that out, and then he goes to social media and says, "I can't believe that there is a noose there." Like that still holds up because someone told him there was a noose there. Sure, like, and he literally like, I just tried I don't, to. I guess I don't understand tried, the problem. He tried to push an entire narrative without even having all the facts. That's the problem. No, you guys. You fucking people are trying to somehow compare this to Jesse Smollett's fucking bullshit. And it's not. Jesse made up a story. That you did. No, I know. But I'm, But the people that are bitching about Bubba Wallace, it's, 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 they're comparing it to Juicy Smollett or Jesse Smollett, whatever the fuck his name is. You know, like, oh, you know, he made this whole story about how he's being discriminated against and how. You know, someone left a noose there, and he's a target of this blatant fucking racism. And that was nothing. There was nothing about that. Nothing about that. that didn't happen. Someone said that it was there. He commented on it. They did an investigation, found out it wasn't there, and then we move on. You know, like it wasn't like he was the one who like picked up the noose. You know. Sure. And, and, I feel bad and for that guy. If, I don't. I just if, don't think he asked for any of this. Uh, yeah, he, he didn't, but he definitely didn't think about, damn, what if this isn't even fucking true when he put it all over social media with all that confidence that there's a fucking noose in my garage? Like, no, there isn't. Like, all the comments... Dylan, like, with never, the amount of racism that so, already exists in this country? I've never felt so upset and so saddened by this site, and it's Bubba Wallace talking about a garage door pole. Like, all of the all the quotes about the noose, and then you say it was a garage door pole... It's a fucking joke. It's laughable. Like, I want to laugh in his face like you are a fucking idiot that bought into the sensationalism that is being pushed all around the nation right now. And you look like a fucking card. Not my fault. Man. You know, if, if, somebody, if, somebody, if somebody fucking told me, yo, someone painted fucking swastikas all over your house, and I roll up and it's fucking it, – it's just – shitty drawn little fucking squares like it's not even it's not even nazi symbols somebody just didn't know what the fuck it looked like like i I don't know i would take a look before i fucking go like yeah dude there is a fucking noose in my garage no it was a little loop so you could pull the garage door down you ignorant piece of shit but good job looking like that for everybody your whole ass right there for all of us to look at and there's no one to blame but you and then of course people like you Bobby go and apologize for him and and, and, and do make an excuse for him there's no excuse if he was so damn positive he was the subject to a hate crime and there was a noose in his garage it would have behooved him to take a peek at it first as as, as the leader awesome. of that team so 
So you 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 got yours. You got yours in. Now it's my turn. So <laughs> you're, you're trying to tell me that in 2020, when there are a broad amount of examples that I could go and look up right now and and tell you of 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 racism, individual racism all across this country by white people to black people, by police to black people, by our government to black people. And you're trying to tell me that it's not unrealistic if I was to tell a black man, hey, I found a noose in your garage, bro. Like, okay, like, that's a big deal because the the kind of shit that happens in America right now that happens to black people is real. Like, it's not like you can deny that there isn't racism going on. So it's not unrealistic to think that that would happen. Just like you can pull up all those examples of racism against black people, I can also pull up dozens of matching false flag examples where the person who painted this fucking KKK will rise again, fuck the N words, like all over campuses and stuff end up being a person of color. Like I can, I can point out several examples like that. Like we, we can play tit for tat. It, it, it to me, it's we can not play like, tit for tat, not, but you know, like you have Islamic to understand the context of when this happened. Sure. The it, moment that this happened, happened Dylan, was in the middle of an anti-police brutality revolution. Yeah, whatever. Correlation yeah. and causation and there's are white, not necessarily you know, ingrained. All I'm saying is that it's not out of the realm of reality to think that someone did that to him. And it's NASCAR, bud. And like, it's not outside only the realm Only in the last of, month that we ever realized that NASCAR reality. was even remotely liberal. It's, it's, not, it's not outside the realm of reality that he should have taken a look at this noose before he blasted about there being a noose. Hey, send me a picture. So cool. So he should have posted. So he should have posted, Dylan. Hey, someone told me there's a noose in my garage, but hey, we're gonna wait for the FBI to investigate it. Why did he have to post it at all? Because it's a big fucking deal, bud. Yeah, yeah. The garage door pull was a big fucking deal, Bobby. No, at the moment they thought it was a noose, and then they found out it wasn't. Now we move on. So it's excusable. What damage? What what damage was actually done? What damage was done? I mean, it definitely doesn't help race relations in a country that are already inflamed. Okay, so if we find a noose in there, we just be quiet about it until the corrupt-ass FBI investigates it, and whether they say it actually was there or not. So now they're the corrupt-ass FBI, even though you've accepted the terms of their investigation. Well, from what I heard, when I listened to the Joe Rogan show, I I didn't actually uh, look this up, but it still was a noose. And a noose is a very specific tied rope. So seven I'm not sure nine, if it was exactly six. what they said it was. Seven to nine, Either way, seven man, if, if someone thinks that it is what it is, they tell you, and it's, it's going to be a story. It's just going to be and a story. And it's, it's just what it, it is, was, Dylan. What, what was it a noose for? His fucking wrist? The thing was three inches across in diameter, bro. Anybody could have looked at it and, and been like, you go that's to, not you measure it? Neck. Dude, you'd look at the picture. You look at the... You look at the size of things next to it, you can determine the size. Like banana for scale, you set a fucking iPhone next to something, I'm going to be able to tell you roughly how big it is. When they posted a picture of that garage door pole, you see how wide the rope is, you take a look at how big the hole is for the loop, and you can barely fit your fucking hand in there. It's not a noose. It never even looked like a noose. It was a tiny loop on a garage door rope. And this guy sensationalized it for attention because he had just won with the whole fucking let's get the Confederate flag out of NASCAR and oh it must be racism against me for that. Like they were looking for the whoa, angle. Whoa, bro. whoa, 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 whoa. How did you, why are you gonna say he won? 
when they got rid of the Confederate flag. He was the one who we're requested Amer- they remove we're it. We're in America, dude. There sure. should be no Confederate and flags flying Bubba anywhere, Wallace, dude. That's a traitor flag. Bobby, Bubba Wallace requested NASCAR remove it, and they did. So for all intents and purposes, he won that, correct? Oh. I actually didn't yeah. know that he requested I'm Googling this right the fuck right the fuck right now. Bubba Wallace. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that, Dylan. Yeah, he's I the only black NASCAR driver. No, it was on his request. Like he made a request about it and they ended up following through on it. Look, Dylan, you were one hundred percent correct. So yeah. So he right, he so won. Yeah, he won that battle. All right. I I I thought you and were implying that because he was. No, no. I, fucking racist. <laughs> what do you think? Just because of white I'm not Bobby? Calling you racist. <laughs> I'm calling you racist. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so he <laughs> he wins the battle. He gets the Confederate flag, and then they find the noose. This was an attempt to say, see, we do one little thing like take away their flag and these fragile whitegilities come out here and try and scare me, but I'm black and I will remain strong. Like, shut up. Shut up. It wasn't a fucking noose. You knew it was never I, – I want to look at him and be like, you knew it was never a noose. And if you didn't, you're either a liar or you're stupid. Like, you're, you're one of the two. Like, no, no one just came up to you and was like, hey, Bubba – found a noose and you weren't like let me see what it looks like there's, there's no way especially in the age of 2020 the modern age when we have cell phones everywhere and that's probably how he received the information send me a pic yeah I'm, I'm assuming as well and then he goes damn let's just call it a noose yeah that must be a noose and then the fbi comes and puts him to shame pretty much the whole fucking nation gets to laugh in his face because that's pretty fucking stupid I think it's I think it's conspiracy. I think it was a noose and they covered it up. You think that it hadn't been there and shown the pictures for seven months, eight months, nine months before then? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> with with a white NASCAR driver in that garage. Like I don't I, I don't I yeah, don't okay, appreciate right. that story's it. A little and, weird. and I don't think it's, all right, it's a little fishy. But if they tell the guy it's a noose, what does he have to go verify? You know, he has to verify it before he says something about it. I don't know, man. Speak intelligently on something before you speak on it. Well, I mean, if someone someone he trusted told him that, I mean, what do you want? And it's at that point, isn't it? I guess. Hey, look. As long as we turn Jesus black, that's really all I care about. Yeah, right? if Jesus is dark as night, I'm cool with it. Or like skin like bronze, like the Bible says, let's do it. Let's remake Passion of the Christ. Let's make it, you know, just as gory. Let's try and get churches to sell out all the seats so it's the highest grossing movie of all time. And then it fails so we can just see <laughs> no one gives a fuck about Christianity. Can we talk about the fact that, real quick, that above all racist things in this country, I think the most racist institution around is that black people are Christians. Wow. Just my opinion. I, I have never understood why any black person would ever be a Christian considering the crusade that forced them to be religious. Like, you will love Jesus. Uh, Jesus loves point. you, whipping him. You know, I, I don't know. Dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I mean that—that's uh, a conversation for another time. But let, let's let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about 
um, the front, the, the activist front on wanting to take down all of the white Jesus symbolism, symbolism across America and where it originated from. And I'm going to play a clip from the funny and hilarious Andrew Schultz. Jesus Christ, watch out, because Sean King is coming. This week, transracial civil rights activist Sean King, or as some of you know him, Talcum X, tried to cancel the most hateful, violent, evil racist of them all. Jesus? Yeah. Shamrock Obama tried to take down the King of Kings, the white one specifically. Unfortunately for him, he's 2,000 years later, what's commonly referred to as CPT. Pale Sharpton tweeted, the statues of the white European Jesus should come down. They are a form of white supremacy and always have been. First of all, for someone who crucifies white people for a living, I assume he'd appreciate the imagery. Secondly, he kind of has a point. Certain groups have used Christianity to oppress people, slave traders, the KKK, jewelers. But white Jesus is always a form of white supremacy. Martin Luther Cream, what the fuck are you talking about? Sean says, in the Bible, when Jesus wanted to hide, he went to Egypt, not Denmark. That is true. Probably because Denmark didn't exist. But I think the brilliant revelation Thurgood Marshmallow was trying to make is that Jesus wasn't white. Hey, Sean, no shit. Bro, oh, all the fucking I, I names would... for him. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> Martin Luther King. I downloaded that clip just for you. <laughs> Mark, like I've heard Talcum X, but Martin Luther Cream, Pale Sharpton. Oh my fuck. Oh, what was it? Shamrock, uh, what did he call him? Oh, Shamrock Obama. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> is probably my favorite comedian right now. That dude's been that dude's been on fire for the last couple months with these online online videos he's been doing during COVID. Keeping me, my ass sane. Oh my god. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> I, I figured once I played that clip <laughs> Dylan wouldn't even Dylan wouldn't remember what the hell he was talking about. And all he would take out of it was Martin Luther, Martin Luther Cream. <laughs> this shit's so fucking so, funny. Jesus Christ, that poor guy. Like, he must feel so shitty when he hears that. Like, oh my God. Shamrock Obama, so Sean, what the fuck? So, all those names, all those names uh, <laughs> on the side. Uh, Sean King posted, I'd say about about a month ago, he posted this uh, this post about how white Jesus is super racist and that we should be taking down all the imagery off the off the churches. And he said those should be those should be coming down just like the statues. And that kind of uh, made a big big uh, a big uh, commotion in the conservative world. I even got a, I tried to go to a, a Trump rally in Colorado Springs like a year ago, and now I get I get emails from fucking Trump every single day. He sent an email with that Sean King post in the email. I was like, oh, shit, he's on the radar saying that, you know, they want to take down all of, all of the Jesus signs off the churches. They're going to start destroying churches, and, which they didn't. That never happened. So, yeah. Dude, that's, that was great. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that many great names for him before. Yeah, you're welcome. Andrew Schultz. That dude's right up your alley. Fucking hilarious. Oh my god. But uh yeah. Yeah, he weighed in on the whole Jesus thing and 
it just kind of just brings up, you know, just the whole, and I don't want to call this cancel culture, but it is. We're, it's, it's kind of correction culture. We're correcting caricatures and we're correcting imagery that just is racist, is wrong, belligerently bigoted. And I think this, I mean, it's kind of a necessary evil as awkward and cringy mm-hmm. as it is for us white people to have to go through it, I suppose. Yeah, we just need to make sure we uh, don't double think and wrong think and make sure we follow the news speak. Fine, so 15 minutes hate would be great today. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, you, you push it so far to the to the extreme, but we're just correcting a few a few things, man. Like, yeah, it's and it's all fine. imagery it's just shit. A, just just correcting a few things, it's fine. Don't worry, only. Yeah, a we're few just trying to say that Jesus Christ doesn't look like four. You know, he he looks like fucking. He looks more like he Osama might. bin Laden than he does Thor. He might. I don't think Jesus is real, but I mean, yeah, he might. <laughs> he might look like. Thor. Well, even more so, if he's a fictional character, then he could be whoever he wants to be. Right, and 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 there's no reason you know, for anybody to, 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 to try anybody's and, eyes. And be a bigot towards him and non-inclusive and denying his sexuality or his gender. You know, there's there's no reason for anybody to even. Tell Jesus what what he can and can't say. Jesus should be allowed to be whatever he wants to be. <laughs> I do know in other cultures, Jesus takes on different looks. You know, he's more Asian in other cultures. I mean, and I was watching Jesus. some video. I don't know. I think it might have been. Yeah, I think it might have been the Hodge twins. I was watching. They were talking about how um, Jesus was black in their household growing up. You know, so it's just really all depending on when where you where you live, where you grow up, what your culture is, and. And I guess in American European culture, Jesus is a blonde-haired, blue-eyed motherfucker. So I don't know. Seventy percent of this country is white, so I'm not shocked that the representation of Jesus is white. Like let's let's be real here. Seventy percent of the nation in is white. I know. I just think it just it plays into the whole white people whitewashing everything, and you know, kind of like Martin Luther of the King. You know, is you, white dude, what's whitewash? Are you fucking kidding me? Like nine percent of the world whitewashing is white. Is, for for me, for an example, whitewashing is taking a guy who was arrested twenty nine times protesting, like Martin Luther King, and pretending as though the way he did his marching is the way we they, people want us to our marching today, even though the way he did marching forty years ago was the wrong way. And I, I know it sounds convoluted, but like we we whitewash people's history, we whitewash people's um, tenacity and how they live their lives in the past, like Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King was not a – he was – he did preach peaceful uh, mantra, but he was not a peaceful guy. That guy got arrested more times than you, I, and anyone we know combined. So I don't know what to tell you. But well, if you want to change Jesus from, from white twins, to black, I, I – I, don't, don't we have a, oh God, we have huh? a slick new national anthem? Uh, I feel like me and you are just terrible to be to like even talk about the Black National Anthem, considering that neither of us can speak on it. Neither sure of us can, can really. We have voices. <laughs> well, let's listen to the Hodge Twins and uh, and hear what they have to say about the Black National Anthem before we dive into that topic. The history of this Black National Anthem. It yeah. was never meant to be called the Black National Anthem. Yeah. This song was actually written by, to celebrate Abraham Abraham Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. White dude. <laughs> yeah. He was president. He freed the slaves, you know. He was Republican. Yeah. 
You know that statue y'all, that statue y'all defaced and y'all tried to rip down? Yeah, that dude. <laughs> So the Black National Anthem, um, written for basically Abraham Lincoln, who freed the slaves, and that became the anthem. Uh, I mean, I know black people who who prefer that anthem over our, you know, national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner, or anything. You know, I, I don't I don't see any issues with. Uh, I mean, the reason why this is even a thing is because the NFL will be playing this anthem before the national anthem stadium at every game in Week One of the NFL season. What do you think about that, Dylan? Um, do you even give a shit? I don't give a shit. I don't I don't think I care that much because it's it's just a fucking song. What I what I can comment on is is you know, we have a national anthem and now we have a black national anthem. There is there is only one difference between those two. And and it's not like, oh well black people can't have that. I'm not not fucking scared about that. That's that's just fine. You can you can have your your black national anthem you want. I I I couldn't care less. You can do what you want. I will say that before national sporting events, I don't understand why we have a racial national anthem being played when when we are gathering there under a nation, not a race. Um, yeah, the, the the national anthem was written by a racist, and it's about racism. I, I don't I don't see all the racism in the song. I can understand the song being written by racist as a Scott Key. Like I get that. Well, the song was not only written by a racist, but there is a part of the song we actually don't sing, and that is where the racist part is. So we don't say the song because it, we we don't say this, the part of the song that's racist because it's racist, right? I don't know the history of why we don't sing that section of the song, so I can't tell you if that's the reason. But or not. if regardless, that, that would be a that's very the section that's the racist, right? Like if, the, if if we don't sing a section, it's it, it, we don't sing it, and and we aren't singing it, regardless of what what is what what we have been taught. What you're saying is that that part has to do with racism, and that we don't sing that part. So to me, have, 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 doesn't that mean we've revised it so it's not racist? Yeah, I'll, I'll read you the uh, the part that we don't sing. It says, "A home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps of pollution. No refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight." Or the gloom of the grave, but the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave. So I mean, I guess you know it's got the the slave part in there, which we removed. That's why people are up and running about it. I've literally never heard that. Yeah, I mean, you will not I've, ever hear that in song. First I've never all, even seen that written down. Yeah, I just looked up the whole song of the uh, star-spangled banner. And there's a verse in the middle. This is a middle verse, not an end verse, but a middle verse that we do not sing. Um, I would like to know why the hell we don't sing that verse. So since we are live and we're, we're Googling shit, why don't we sing racist verse? National Anthem. I can't believe you never heard that, Dylan. I've literally never heard that part of the National Anthem. 
I've never even like seen it written down. Like this is the complete national anthem. I've, I've always seen just what we sing. Yeah, let's see. I mean, reading an article, it says, why don't we sing the entire song? The answer is because we can't. The song is offensive and could potentially create more conflict surrounding the national anthem. Well, that just doesn't answer my question. I mean, why don't we sing that song in general, not just at at, at football games? Yeah, that's, a, that's an unusual one. I'll have to do more research on that. But uh, as, as far as I know, the fact that I've never heard that until today tells me that someone thought, damn, that probably shouldn't be in there, huh? We shouldn't we shouldn't tell people to sing that because it's pretty fucking racist, and uh, and I don't think we should do that. So then they go, all right, not a bad idea, Frank. We shouldn't sing that. Let's tell little Timmy and Susie in school this version instead because it's not racist. It doesn't support racism. It doesn't enlighten racism. In fact, we're removing that. Seemingly getting rid of it completely. Uh, we do have a caller, though, with the uh, 404 area code. And you are live with Trigger First Divided. caller of 2020. Who's this? Oh, this is Naj, man. This is who? Who's this? Who's this? This is Naj. Oh, hey. This How is you doing, Naj? And... Welcome to the TAD show, man. Yeah, I'm good, man. You which one to talk, uh, talk about? What you calling in for? Well, well, just for one, man. Like, when we have these conversations, I understand you want to incorporate comedy. Uh, you know, if that's a huge influence for you or that's something that you're interested in. But there's a, there's a role that nihilism plays in discussing things to where not only can you take things <laughs> – you just take things so flippantly that it gets to the point to where it's just, okay, nothing can be discussed. So, like, no matter what my man brings up, he's like, yeah, the third stanza, man, it's kind of right. My man is like, yo, well, they don't sing that part. So I guess that's not right. It's like, dude, I understand you got takes. You got comedic takes. You seem like a funny dude. Like, I've been listening since the show started. This is a really good show. I've heard you guys before. So salute to Thank you on you that. But but my man, like, come on, man. It's like every take, bro, you've got a comedic way of trying to either devalue what the conversation is about or turn it into something that's farcical, which you see a lot right now in America. And, and that way you can avoid actually dealing with the issue. In regards to what? The national anthem? Every single time. Okay. Like what? No, every single topic. Well, I mean, we did black. We we did black Jesus. We did (laughs) reopening schools. No, I I, I get I get your comment, Nas, and and I actually kind of agree with you. I mean, Dylan does have a comedic way of responding to things like, but I was actually going to frame it like this: if a if a pedophile who owned children wrote an a poem that became an anthem for a country, but they took the part out where the poet was talking about fucking children would that still be okay because the author of the national anthem owned slaves wrote about slaves in the anthem but took the slave part out and we still sing it and it's all good you know what I mean 
Yeah, and was a lawyer who fought to get to make sure that slaves did not get their freedom. So in in the rest in the rest of the national anthem, foregoing that one obviously racist phrase, what other verse in the national anthem that we currently sing is racist? No, that's that's always been the verse in question, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the only verse. I, I, and 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 I'm I'm not denying it's racist. That that that'd be ignorant to try. What I'm saying is that the fact that I have never ever even heard it at all, read it, researched it, it's never come up in front of me on the internet anywhere. The fact that I have no idea about it tells me that we've removed it, removed it so long ago that it's almost it's almost a non-issue. Like yeah, we can talk about Francis or Scott that just, T owning slaves. Or that tells we can you, talk Dylan, about it being a lawyer that the education that system has failed you. Well, everybody's education system failed, and Bobby, I didn't know what credit was until I was twenty. Like, like everybody's everybody's fucking education system fails them. No, no, kind of, kind of beyond that, it it, it kind of lets you. It's it's an indicator of how things are done and how you paper over things and repackage them, and before you know it, it's sold as something then different than what it was it's kind of yeah it's kind of, it's kind of so what's what's of, what's the We've end game here do so we write a whole things. new anthem i have no end game on the anthem i'm not really concerned with the anthem i just wanted to address how flippantly you were handling the idea of lift every voice and saying as if this was some type of problem when it's like okay in what way is a anthem composed from a poem from uh, james weldon johnson back in the day that people felt a lot of pride in and decided that they would use. So the NFL, all of a sudden, because they're trying to figure out a way to fix their public relations problems, says they're going to do this. And in turn, the backlash is going to come from people who feel like they're being, you know, as you brought up the, your, your uh, I guess, your, your quotes to Orwell and things like that. People will take each one of these measures for that. And the, the sad part about it is, these are not things black people ask for. These are things that companies are doing to try to fix their own image. But the brunt of the backlash is going to be against who? The idea that people are being uh, infringed upon is going to be based on who? You see I what think I'm saying? To, you see how this I, works? I think to try and say that it's just the company trying to put the black national anthem up there and it's not what black people are asking for is patently false because we see thousands of voices online and through Twitter showing support of this. We see it on the media. Uh, we even see it in our friends day to day, whether they say they like it or not. So like, ju- just to simply say that it's just a company doing this, just the NFL on their own of their own fruition doing this to try and appease black people. I, I think, I think that's being a little facetious about it. You know, you, you, you have an entire demographic of people with multiple different points of view. And, and there are certainly a, a overwhelming majority of people in the community who support this national anthem being played by the NFL to be the black hold, national anthem. Hold, 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 hold on, man, because I haven't found any polling on that yet. So if you're telling me you have, I'd be shocked. Uh, you said of people who have different opinions. Yeah, that describes any people, any demographic. Like, that's not specific to black folks. Like, that's that's nonsense. And then this idea that I never said it did. aren't. Well, just by making the statement, then what is it saying? You see what I'm by saying? Ma- like, why by, would you make that ma- statement if it? By by making that statement, I'm saying that there is an outpouring of support online that is easily seen by anybody. That there is a massive support for this in the black community to be played 
as a national anthem for NFL games. Like there's there, yeah. there, a black national I'll, anthem. I'll take a challenge. I'll take a challenge on that massive part, and then we go to uh, Mrs. Butterworth and uh, what was it Uncle Ben and all this other stuff. These are done by companies. Yeah, right? this is not. Demand the, the decision is made by company. Demand. It's publicized on social yeah. media and retweeted and supported by the demographic they are trying to appease, I guess. I, I don't even know what to call it at that point because appeasing just makes it sound fucking bullshit. But what are they trying well, to I mean, do? That's what it is. That's what it is. But are you an extremely right. online dude? Because I'm an extremely online dude. So as an online person, let's say this. You can find a group of people that support just about anything online to try to anything, afterwards man. try to split the difference and say, well, the majority of those people say that, bruh, we can go to Twitter right now and find some very scary things that a lot of people believe in, from flat earth to whatever you want to name it. Like, it doesn't mean that there's this huge contingent of people doing things. It's just that online communities are very loud, as we all know. So we've entered this timeline where people who – support an idea and promote that idea with their own individual platforms on social media are not responsible for the furthering of that agenda that a company initiated. For example, NFL says we're going to play the black national anthem. Someone takes that article or that meme and retweets it saying, fuck yeah, hell yeah. And, and we are, we are not going to, allow that person to be culpable in the spread of that idea and the positive message behind that? Or or, or are they somehow Uh, disassociated from their affiliation that they've put themselves in? No, no, I don't think you disassociate or or don't take responsibility. What I'm saying is good luck with that on any topic. Uh, Start a Facebook post, person in blue shirt. Half people like the blue shirt, half people think the blue shirt is ugly. The person who says this fat person should never wear a shirt of that color gets the most engagement. That that post will be the one that's what most prominent within that discussion. Is that discussion important? And it seemed to be the most loudest. I guess I guess I'm still trying to figure out why <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why we need a black national anthem. I, I don't I, I don't I don't think that it's that's right to the, say we don't that's, we that's don't need part. one. We don't. It's it, it, no, it's not right for me to say we don't need one because no, no, there's on, there's not that's a need right. or an that's unneed for it. Right. That's that's how you feel. I. That's no issue. That's how you feel about it. That's whatever. The thing is this though, you don't know what you don't know. The fact that this has always been there, and the fact that since like the early '80s and '90s, like most kids that went to majority black schools, uh, this was something that they did before the the national anthem or. Uh, what do you call it? The Pledge of Allegiance in their school. Like this was a yeah. normal thing. Yeah. Like this this was a big this was a big deal in so called uh progressive circles as far as yeah, you get the kids to sing this anthem in the morning and get them to think about success and da-da-da. you know, all the stuff you're supposed to do. So you just didn't know that this existed. This has existed for a long time, my man. Yeah, and, you didn't even know about the racist verse in the national anthem, Dylan, until today. Sure, and now now that it's come to light and and it's clearly an issue with a lot of people, enough people to be an issue and be talked about right now. What is what is going forward? How do you how do you rectify this? Do you do you just wipe the board what's clean the, of that national anthem the, and put a new one up? What do you what do you do here? No, what what's to rectify? Well, they I mean clearly some, some racism, a slave owner and slaves. 
Like, no, no, so no. Hold, hold tight. One second. Yeah. Hold, hold tight. One second. What, what's the rectifier? They play the national anthem. They play this, the, the black national anthem. The game starts. Nobody thinks about the anthem until next week before kickoff and beyond that. Uh, well, nothing people, else. Yeah, there's nothing to be rectified. It's just inclusion. That, that this, that's think, all this is. Think, this is inclusion. Right, people Right, but people think sports and politics don't go together when it's like, no, sports and politics have always gone together. That's why you see yeah, military flyovers. That's why you had the surprise visits for the vets, uh, for their family, you know, things like that. That's why you had the flag at halftime held over the middle of the field. That's why you do all that while, stuff like While we're talking about a national anthem that doesn't have a racist phrase in it and we're calling it racist, well, there's, a, there, there's something to rectify there. Whoa, 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 whoa. It does it have does. a racist phrase. <laughs> well, okay, let me, let me amend that. The national anthem as we modernly say it, as uh-huh. it's modernly recited, let's, let's just forego the fact that there is a racist section because it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip over that right now. I know it's not fair to, but I'm going to skip over the fact that we have a racist one and say the one that we sing, when I say the national anthem, I mean the current one we sing without the racist phrase. If it's being discussed currently and it has no racist phrase, but it's being discussed as racist, what is racist and how do we rectify that? The big problem of the conversation right now is you're saying it's being discussed as racist. No, it's just that particular part, which – that has never company, been sung. People, well, it it used to be sung. It was How changed long ago? because of the read. My man, I understand How? you're getting agitated, but just just hold on. Agitated? It's a basic question. question. I tried to ask the question. I, you you asked me a question. I tried to answer. Then you asked me two more. So you're getting agitated right now. Like we're just I'm, having a conversation. I'm, I'm very much not I'm agitated, not sir. I'm just asking you when it was not sung. When did it okay. get taken out? And you asked. And you asked me two questions before that. Can I answer the first one before you move on and interrupt me with another question? Yeah, let's let's just get through with the first question. Uh, Yeah, see what I'm saying? Okay, you're not agitated. Uh, Extremely not mad guy right now. But no, man, what I'm saying is this. I don't think anybody's calling for the national anthem to be taken away. The national anthem is going to be played. Every country is going to have a national anthem. That's not an issue there, man. Now, how people feel about it, that's going to be different as far as across the country. And they should be welcome to feel how they feel about it, express how they feel about it. You were quoting 1984 earlier. Uh, the party's <laughs> – what was the party's most important part? Like, no, this is not 1984. This is actually democratizing everything. It should be that way. People should be able to express how they feel about a thing. That's I've not never stated that somebody can't express how they not- feel. Let me ask another question. Do you think that the national anthem, as we see it today, will eventually be either completely amended and that lyric completely taken out, or do you think it will be replaced completely? I think probably they'll do some official thing where they say, okay, we're not, we're going to completely remove the third verse, and most people have never heard the third verse. So it'll just be what we have now continuing forward just with that, you know, kind of official way of doing away with that part of it. But no, nobody's calling for getting rid of the national anthem, man. So I, I yeah, I've, I've never heard anyone calling for the national anthem. No minorities, nothing. No, no one who is underprivileged. I've never heard anyone say anything about that. I've just heard people wanting to include the black national anthem because it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, Nas, is that you you don't know what you don't know. And I know people who know every word to that song, and I don't know a single word to that song, not one word. Couldn't even hum it to you, you know. But like it's if it's that important to a certain section of the country that sung it in their in their childhood classrooms just like we did, 
sung other songs, then there's got to be some form of inclusion added to this, to, to the group. I mean, I, I like that they're going to do it for the first game um, in, in every, every stadium. I mean, it's going to be interesting, you know, and I think really all it is is a learning a learning episode. Everyone's learning something. You know, we don't have to be offended by well, it. Well, look, the NFL is a corporation like any other corporation, and public relations is very important. So no matter what, that's job number one on that issue. But as far as the Absolutely. news, man, as far as, okay, will this change racism? Will this fix? No, symbolic gestures or changing of, of certain things that are okay in the public square will not get rid of racism. No. To answer your other well, question. Well, thanks for the no. call, Nas, man. We really appreciate you calling in, listening to the show. Yeah, um, thanks, giving man. us your input and how you feel about how we're debating, and uh, we'll we will definitely uh, learn from this conversation and and move forward with it. Thank you, and call again next show. Thanks now. for listening, guys. Right. Thanks for calling in. Y'all be safe, man. Later. You too. In short, part of that, I I don't I don't disagree with them playing a national anthem that is the black national anthem. I don't think it's gonna change my life. I don't think it's gonna negatively affect me. I don't think it's going to make me cry to sleep at night. I, I think it's just going to be something that I, I, I don't even think about, mainly because I don't watch football on TV. All I'm going to say, though, I'm just going to say in parting for me, I don't see, I don't see why, and, and it sounds so insensitive, that phrase has been removed for so long from so many schools that I can tell you, at least 90% of my friends on my friends list and social media have never heard of that black or white. Um, and, and I don't understand. I'd, ar- how I'd argue that I'd argue that percentage is probably higher, man. That, like what you're saying, like 98% of my friends list. Black or yeah, white? man. I don't, I, I don't, I've never, I listened to it for the very first time um, on Juneteenth. This and, year. And, I mean, I'd never case, even case in point. We're in 2020, and this shit was written in, in what year? 1780? I don't know when the fuck that thing was written. Long-ass time ago. <laughs> Way too long ago to even care about when. At some point, someone went and removed the section that was racist, and, and it was never really spoken about. Yeah, that's not right. We don't, we don't want to talk about our racism in America. We should. We should talk about, hey, this, this was in the national anthem, and clearly that's wrong because it, it, it talks about slaves. And and we don't own slaves anymore because you can't fucking own people. That's not right. I, I don't I don't see how all all out of nowhere in 2020 this this becomes an issue when it when it has always been a non-issue. Yes, it it, it is is in quotes an official part of the national anthem. It is so official though that no one knows it. Crazy when it's so official, but no one knows it. And and now we're going to. But that's the thing, we're Dylan. Seemingly going to that's start the thing, Dylan. I, I, I have to. I have to touch back to what Nas said. You you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. That's I know so many people statement. who know about that racist line, man. That's and it's always bugs them. You only know what me. you know. You don't know what you know. Good fucking job, Sherlock. I don't know what I don't know. Who helped you figure yeah, that out? Yeah, what I'm saying is you you live. Hold on, you live in an American country with hundreds of different cultures. You live in an American country where schools are different in Louisiana than they are in Montana than they are in New York and California. So what happens in one school and one in one neighborhood doesn't happen in another. So someone's culture is different. Like for you to say, oh, well, I don't know about that culture, and I've been here for this many years. It's 2020. How come I don't know about what that song means? That doesn't mean that song doesn't have merit. It's a phrase in a song that is never sung. 
it's yeah, a part of the I knew, song I've, I've known song. about this racist lyric for 25 years. And how many people have you talked you know? about it? I try to tell all kinds of people, but I'm surprised we have, we haven't talked about it on, say, on previous like six, seven years now. Podcast. I haven't heard about that. What the fuck, Bobby? It's your fault. It's your fault. I'm stupid. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, Dylan, I'm not saying it's it's definitely not your fault or my, it's not your fault that you didn't know about that until today, and it's not my fault that I didn't hear of the I didn't know about the Black National Anthem. You know, like it's not our fault. It's the shit that we don't know. I didn't even know that like, there was a Black do, National it, Anthem. I thought somebody just made it up, like, yeah, we fucked the national no, anthem. No, man. This is a black national anthem. I was like, what? What do you mean? No, do we have an day, Asian dude. national anthem? <laughs> no, man. My, what my good friend Jadon posts every single year. He posts that song and says that's, and he always says this is my favorite national anthem. And I never, I always do just, you, you know, okay, I don't know what that is. Anthem? No, man. That's, God damn it, Dylan. And then well, this I mean, is the, I'm just the, curious. The flippant, the flippant comment that that Nas made. You, you flippantly go through these topics. And you make your jokes. Now, that's what we do here. That's our show, though. We 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 make jokes. We try to laugh. We we try to take on very serious mm-hmm. topics with, you know, with a level of comedy. You know, I think more in order to make one. things fair, we should keep the name the Black National Anthem, and we should change the current national anthem to the White National Anthem. Just. Oh my god! It's not even I'm called kidding. the Black National Anthem. It's, it's an, there's a name of the song. It's lift every voice and sing. Yeah, it's lift like every voice every and with sing. With a weird Beautiful. apostrophe in there, every whatever the fuck. Ah, oh, Dylan, Max we got Walden about ten to fifteen minutes left on this podcast. <laughs> it's been a good podcast. We did miss a phone call from someone calling from the four hundred eight area code. So if you're listening, still listening, you're calling from that 408 area code, call on back. We'll take your phone call. Yeah, so, light me up like Nas did. He uh, definitely enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I, I enjoyed Nas's phone call thoroughly. You know, I thought what you he know said what was spot on, quick, and I thought he said it respectfully. Uh, yeah, uh, Nas, don't don't think I'm mad at you, please. I know I know I sound like it, but I'm I'm not agitated. Believe me, <laughs> I just have a very direct voice. Um, but He's what got I want to get angry into, white man voice. I got that angry white people voice. I sound so angry. Um, we need to hit on TikTok getting banned real quick, bro. That has huge implications. If if the president of the United States can seemingly ban an entire fucking app in a country, does that put us in the ranks of North Korean Chinese dictatorship type uh, of shit? Oh man, you know how I say I'm 38 years old. You know how many times I've logged into TikTok? Zero times. I don't my know, wife fuck, has TikTok. Fuck TikTok. <laughs> my wife has TikTok. No, my TikTok's hilarious. Does. They send me videos. Like it's a really good way to transfer information quickly. Um, but but for me, watching watching the fucking commander in chief of this nation saying that he's considering banning an app, that to me is like what you know, because Facebook, the actual Facebook app, is banned in China. They have a third party additional. Facebook app. Yeah, I know people Ren, who have uh, done school, uh, done teaching in Beijing that they can't have Facebook there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's clearly retaliation for what TikTok did to his Tulsa rally, in my opinion. Is that is that what it is? Wait, TikTok. Yeah, did that. I mean, you How? do know what what. I mean, you know what TikTok did, right? No. No, and so for Trump's. Tulsa rally a few weeks ago is his first rally since COVID outbreak happened. And you could uh, go online and you could reserve a seat 
at the, at the arena. I think the arena held something along the lines of like 19,000 people. And what ended up happening was someone made a TikTok video and saying, hey, let's go flood this registration and then not go. It'll be a, they call it a silent protest. So they ended up had TikTok users ended up doing a couple million reservations for this event, which Donald Trump tweeted about prior to the event saying, we have over a million reservations making America great again. So I'm watching the live feed of this Tulsa event. And I'm like, man, there ain't no one there. Ended up being 6,000 people showed up because all the people that reserved seats didn't show up. And thus, like 13,000 seats were empty and it made it look terrible. <laughs> Bunch of goddamn, uh, what do you call them? Uh, yeah. Zoomers? The, K- the K-pop kids. Oh, my God, and the, really? And the Zoomers, man. Yeah, Generation oh Z. God. That's so fucking funny. I love that. That is that's like a new form of public terrorism. Like a mass <laughs> public terrorism and it's beautiful. Like that that is powerful. And it was great. And, and and what's what's even greater to me about that is is not the fact that it just happened to Trump, but when the other shoe drops because I've been noticing a trend of like in in politics when one group does something the other group has a very similar kind of response a few months later to a similar type of of scenario so like i can imagine that <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> here in two months when maybe some political rallies are a little more prevalent amidst a pandemic much less um that, that something it, like man. that is something like that might happen the other way and even not just then but I mean, if Trump gets reelected, right, or if he doesn't, but if he gets reelected and we have a new president in four more years, there's still the opportunity for the other shoe to drop. You know, big campaigning for Democrats, oh, people on I, social media. I mean, think, of, think about this, Dylan. Fucking... Think about this. The pandemic was the biggest gift that Joe Biden ever got because he didn't need TikTok to sabotage his rallies because he would have had the saddest fucking rallies anyways. He was having a hard time filling up fucking cafeterias. You know, it's like, he has a hard time filling <laughs> I don't out a think that sentence. they would have to use TikTok against him. He has a hard time filling out a complete sentence. <laughs> yeah, so he's very, very, very fortunate that this isn't a situation he has to deal with. But, yeah, I do think it's retaliation. I think um, – What about – uh, I was gonna, I was gonna try and switch topic on you, but I don't want to now. So, okay, when, when, when people are at these, when, when people show up at these rallies now, like where everyone's gonna be looking at them with the wide-angle lenses to get the full view of everything, because that was a huge thing during the Trump and the Hillary election. Is like Trump's rallies were massive, thousands of fucking people. Fuck yeah! And then you see pictures of Clinton's, and it's like sixty people in a gymnasium for a middle school. And like the wide angle lens That's pictures they take afterward. So uh, but w- one thing that I can sorry, I keep hiccuping. One thing I can say is the court of public opinion isn't necessarily going to be reflective of, of these these uh, well, I guess we can call them social media raids because like you know on on Facebook people have laugh racking raids on people's posts to piss them off. Like much like this, this is a raid on a political rally. So you anybody with a cell phone can connect to it. 14-year-olds getting, like, seats for these political rallies, there may be, like, a verification process. Like, yeah, in order for you to sign up to say you're coming to this rally, we have to verify you some way. Like, this is this is going to change kind of the way these online reservations happen. They're not going to be so open about it anymore, I guarantee. 
Oh, yeah, I would agree with you there that the verification process is probably the next step to avoid something as catastrophic as what happened. I mean, I, I swear, I was watching the I was watching the feed, and I'm like, people really are concerned about COVID in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I don't think that was the case. <laughs> but, but no yeah. one's concerned and now, about Karen now what Karen TikTok's in doing. Lewis. Sorry. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold on, there's a new campaign against Trump on TikTok right now. So with oh, Trump um, and his team created a, a Trump app, and you download the app, and that app will give you all the information you need to know about anything Trump-related, any, any speeches, any, any, anything coming up Trump-related, or per, probably Republican-related. You know, you get the app, and you get your, your notifications, blah, blah, blah. Um, all these TikTok users are going to Google Play and the App Store and giving it the lowest possible rating you give it, so that way yep. it I – I don't want to use the word demonetizes it, but it takes it off of, like, you know, top ten apps. You know, like, you can't see yeah. it on their, on their servers, yeah. Right. So it's like a Rotten Tomatoes kind of a lower scale. kind of thing. Yeah, it's a lower-scale troll, but troll nonetheless. These Zoomers, man. I just These learned with Zoomers, man, a few weeks ago. Really? You know, that was a thing. Yeah. Generation Z okay, boomers? Zoomer. Yeah, yeah, but you know, well, and, and I, I don't think moving moving forward past TikTok, we are living in a in a in a crazy world. And you know, me and me and Dylan have discussed COVID, rarely not not that much, considering how much has taken over all of our lives right now. But I really wanted to display to the audience not your opinion on COVID, not my opinion on COVID, because we have a voice and you can listen to us. Someone who doesn't really have an open voice anymore. I wanted to share with you guys, um, and I introduced to you the one and the only Alex Jones. I drove oh, yeah. all the way to my house, to my office, and I did not see one car like an apocalypse. It's about a 60% chance we go into total collapse, and I mean power going off sometimes. I mean, baby starving to death. I mean, you ain't getting your medicine. I mean, it's done. Every actuary and government study from South Africa to the United States to Germany to Russia to Japan to South America shows in about seven days, almost everyone commits murder for food. Within 14 days, almost everyone resorts to cannibalism or commits suicide. I'll admit it. I will eat my neighbors. I'll, I'm scared of us. I'm literally looking at my neighbors now and going, I'm ready to hang them up and gut them and skin them and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. I'll eat my neighbors. I'll eat your ass. I will. I'm starting to think about having to eat my neighbors. You think I like sizing up my neighbor, how I'm going to haul him up by a chain and chop his ass up? I'll do it. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you understand that? You understand me? I will eat your ass. <laughs> oh my fucking god, dude. I can't stand that man. <laughs> His voice dude, is so Alex Jones has been love it. essential essential radio listening to in the last few months. Dude's on dude's on one. It's fucking hilarious. I will eat your ass. <sighs> Which is just so gravelly. <laughs> I will eat He's so gravelly. Ass. And then when he's done when he's done eating your ass. I will hang your ass up and cut you into cutlets like a filet mignon and grill your ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's so animated. 
like, I will eat you. And he just gets so gravelly, I will eat you. Like, I just I can't fucking deal, dude. <laughs> I will eat your ass. <laughs> yeah, that is a voice I am not allowed to be playing on any kind of speaker in our home, according to my wife. That is a rule. I am a stick to. Yeah. So yeah, Alex Jones thinks it's a whole hoax. He thinks he thinks the whole thing is a fucking hoax. Thinks it's a a way to get all of us microchipped and tracked and and I'm like, aren't we all kind of tracked as it is? I mean, I type in one thing on Google. (laughs) Did we forget about the Patriot Act? Right. I mean, I was looking up the other day. I've been trying this keto diet. We're all eating this fucking meat and cheese. And I typed in keto recipes on Google, and now that's the only thing I see on my advertisements on Facebook is keto fucking recipes. You got to start using that DuckDuckGo. Yeah, I know. I know. But, yeah, so when he says, you know, they're trying to track everybody, we're all already tracked. It is what it is, you know. One one last topic that I really want to discuss is uh, this, this Ken and this Karen in St. Louis, and, and I also want to touch on Vanessa Gillen before we get off, but this Ken and this Karen in St. Louis getting their fucking search warrant on their house and their AR confiscated, bro, I don't, I don't understand it. These people were on it's their illegal, property. It's illegal to point a, a um, loaded firearm. Or something like that. He, they, they violated some law. That's all I know. In Missouri, they were protected got raided, by but... Castle Doctrine. What is that? Castle Doctrine is will not retreat, meaning like your house, your home is your castle. Oh, and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. not reasonably expected to retreat from your castle if in your castle. So like these people were on their property with their guns, and then these people broke a fence and were on their property talking about killing their dog hurting them, shouting, cussing, and yelling, and chanting, and, like, I... I well, that's a, I don't, that's a cool story, bro. They, they, the gate that was broke down was the, to the community, not to their house, first of all. Oh, was it? And okay. nothing got damaged thought, on their house. I, I thought that the gate went from, like, that sidewalk outside their retaining wall right into, like, their private drive. That's, those no, are the it was just to the community, like, the okay. gated community. Irregardless, yeah. the people who were there protesting on the property were in fact on their property like their their house their lawn did not just end right there it was a private drive like this was their private driveway leading up to their ridiculously large million 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 dollar home regardless of how much money they make get off get off my lawn okay yeah i mean I, i never saw a video that they were threatened the only thing I saw were two people no, with loaded guns who weren't were ready to shoot them. Yeah, I mean, damn right. There were people on their fucking property threatening to hurt their dog. <laughs> I'd, I'd be out there with a gun, too. What the fuck? Like, why Why? Why are these people oh, yeah. not allowed you, to protect themselves? So you, you, would, you would take a loaded gun and point it at someone, not shooting at someone. I always thought I mean, that if you're going to point a loaded gun at someone, you should be ready to shoot it. Well, only if your finger's on the trigger and you intend to fire, yeah. But I mean, if, dude, if, that if dude those... was pointing his fucking rifle at his wife at one point in that video. I was like, oh, this is I silly. I think that's the angle, to be honest. Regardless, it was on safe and, and his finger was off the trigger, so no bang. I'm not, I'm not a professional, but I was reading that woman was also holding her gun, gun completely wrong. So like, I don't know, man. I, I don't, it I just don't seems like these two people coming out trying to be hard. 
all the photos I've seen. They're just trying to be hard. No, I don't think so. I think all the photos that I've seen of her holding her pistol and him holding his AR-15, yeah, they may not have been highly trained professionals with firearms like me, but these people were holding a gun just fine. He was holding the AR just fine. The only thing I can say is he didn't maintain positive control of the weapon with his trigger finger, his trigger hand. That's the only thing I can talk about. But now, other than what that, part he maintained of, positive part of the rifle? Of rifle. No, he was holding a part of the rifle that I was reading that if he was to shoot the while he was guards? holding that part of the rifle, it would have burned his hand. No, he was holding the fucking hand guards, Bobby. Hand guards are guarding your hand. Hey. He wouldn't I'm, ask, I'm asking you the questions. You're the gun guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm asking I'm just, you the questions. All, I still think those, they're, they're I, both I've dumb. seen that. I, I don't, I don't think that their weapons handling was the cleanest. I think they looked a little clunky holding them, but the point was there. The show of force was there. Shout, show, <laughs> that shove, bitch shoot. had Adolf Hitler eyes, man. I, okay. I couldn't, I could barely What's get past her eyeballs to, to see the gun. What's she supposed to do with her eyes? Dude, they're her fucking eyeballs. <laughs> I don't know, maybe she just stay the fuck in her house. Or maybe she should come out and and talk to people, not point loaded guns at people. Well, maybe those fucking people shouldn't come onto her fucking property threatening to hurt her, her family, and her dog. No, they didn't. It wasn't like they were all on her property, man. Was it private property? You sound like an old. You sound like a fop, dude. You sound like a fucking old person. Get off my grass. Don't walk on my lawn. Well, I mean, it's his property. If you don't want somebody on your property, you have every right to ask them to leave. Like, why Why is it all of a sudden somebody who's protecting their property is looked no as one ignorant and clunky? There was no damage done to anything on their property. No one went it in doesn't the house. Matter. No one hurt the dog. It doesn't no one hurt anybody. Matter. So that, that, ma- that does matter. Their property. That does matter. Those people were not on their property, and they were told and asked and demanded to leave. You leave. They're lucky they didn't get shot. I mean, dude, if somebody's on my property oh, and I tell them, them to dude. leave and they no, don't. No, they're, they're demanding, though. First of all, they were demanding that they leave from the grounds of the community, the gated community area. They're trying to say that the sidewalk and the street is all private. Well, fuck that, dude. Even I, if it is, they were, fuck They were that. right there on their lawn, dude. Those people were right there. Oh, my in God. Their oh, they walked on their lawn. Oh, no, Dylan. And they were told to leave. Bobby, it's not about the fact they're walking on lawn. It's their fact they're on private property, and the owner asked them to leave. Like, you're, you're being so fucking well, call the cops, with then. this. It's ridiculous. Call the cops, then, because nothing warranted coming out in the middle of broad daylight. They didn't want to call the cops. They support Black Lives Matter, and they were scared the cops would come and, and, and aggress the situation. Like anybody who calls the oh, fucking cops is scared. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's bullshit. You that's, know they it. Didn't go look it up. They do support and Black Lives support Matter. And they don't support Black Lives Matter. Yes, like, they God. do. Yes, they do. Go look it up. Oh. I swear to God. Look it up. It's there. I'm sure. They, I'm sure. They, have, they have stated it several times. Oh, we can't believe them because they're white and they have guns? What? Is that a white thing only? Wait, hold, 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 hold up. Hold up. No, Dylan, I want to ask you. They said... It's quoted that the, one of those two people said that they didn't want to call the cops because they felt as though the cops would be putting the, those other people in danger? No, I'm saying they support Black joking? Lives Matter. Bobby, shut up. I'm saying they support Black Lives Matter. They have said this. These people who support Black Lives Matter are in solidarity with the fact that when you call the cops on well, anybody who's of color, they're probably going to get shot. So that's why they didn't want to call the cops. Imagine so that. instead they just come out with loaded guns themselves to defend Dude, their property. At any point in because... time, they could have shot people. Sure, and they didn't. The show of force for, is enough. For, for walking on someone's lawn? 
What are you, an 84-year-old dude with nothing else better to do? They look like they should fucking be going on vacation somewhere. you're being so pedantic. It's not just walking on someone's lawn. It's being on someone's property and asked to leave. That's it. That's that. That is it. What, if somebody's other, on your other, property other, and you okay. ask them, other to than leave, a march, and hold they on. don't. Hold on. Other than it, it was a march, and they were walking past the house, and there were people walking on their grass. Other than people walking on their grass, what other on their property example do you have? I don't need one. There were people on their grass, which is their property. That's it. Boy, that's, that's literally I'm a, it. I'm gonna be walking on people's grass all day today with my dog. And if, that and, shit. If, and if people you're say, asked to leave private property and you don't, you are trespassing. That is the law. And if you are, if you're in a state oh that has castle God. doctrine and you reasonably don't want to retreat, you reasonably don't have to. Especially if somebody's threatening to kill your dog. Come on, Dylan. No, not those come on. Those two people, people love going out there with those guns. They wanted a reason to shoot a black person. I'm man. I don't sure, think they support I'm black sure they just at all. loved it. That's that's bullshit. You you it's conjecture. You have no truth to that. How is it bullshit? They're the ones out there with loaded guns. The only other people I see with loaded guns are the cops and that one video Ozzy posted today of that idiot shooting into a car. I mean these people Which, were by the in way, their home. Up. These people in their home have a gun. Is that so shocking? Do you have a gun in your home, Bobby? Yeah, but I'm not outside but I'm not loading it and going outside and pointing it on people who are walking Probably on the grass. Probably because people aren't coming onto your grass threatening to harm you, your dog, and your family and oh, your children. Oh, my. They weren't threatening. I'm were not calling threatened. you a liar. And, and I'm not saying that no one threatened the dog, but I would sure would like to see that video, that, that part of the video before I why comment any further on the why, why, why can't Why can't these people have a personal account of what happened on their property and that be enough for Why you? can't their word ma- – I'll tell you why their word doesn't doesn't matter or count to me because they're fucking crazy. They're out in the middle of the day with guns, shooting fucking they they innocent people they who are just, just doing their, in the middle their of the first day, amendment Bobby. rights. They weren't just out in the middle of the day. They were in their fucking house with their fucking guns on their fucking property, and these fucking people came onto uh, their fucking. They lawn. were on the grass. So what? Their property. So and they broke what the law. If it's just their grass. They broke the law because they, they were asked to leave they and broke they the fucking law. didn't. No, those, no, those homeowners the didn't. The gun owners broke the law and that's no, why they, they got didn't. their house raided. No, they didn't break the law. Yes, it's it's going to be found it's going to be found in the coming months that these people are not to be found guilty and their firearms are to be returned to them. And when that happens, I'm going to come back and slap you in the face so fucking hard, bro. Oh my god! Like these oh, people were up. literally protecting I'm their own home. I'm gonna look up why their house got raided, and then I will tell you the exact law that they broke. So that way, then you can say, "Oh, they broke the law." Okay, like that's why they got raided. There's an investigation. Like what? What is there to what? say? These police confiscated the firearms in an investigation. That's that's what they do. So when it when it comes down to the investigation going further, these two lawyers are going to get their guns back, and they're probably going to sue the police department. Like, well, I can't, I can't imagine enough. why you would be all excited that they got their guns taken by police while out of the other side of your mouth you constantly preach about police brutality and fuck them. Well, that's just a lie. You're, what you're saying is that I'm excited about something. What I'm saying is that I'm being as flippant about their house getting raided as you are about anything. That's your new word of the day. Today. Like, Good job, Nash. You got Bobby on that shit. <laughs> Look, man, I'm not saying that I that I that I wanted their house to get raided. I'm not saying that I want their guns taken, man. I don't, I don't want any of that, man. But you're happy but about what it. What I am saying is, 
well, there are a couple of fucking boomer idiots pointing fucking loaded weapons at people who I probably would care about if I was marching with them. Right. Like, and I, if you, know, you cared I, about I them, you'd probably tell them, hey, get off their property. They told you to leave. Why, why, was, why were those protesters on their property? That's not where the protest was. The whole protest was in the streets. Why are they on this property? If these people were protesting, they should be marching with the protesters, not stopping and lollygagging on someone's fucking grass that's telling them to leave with an AR-15 in their hands. If you think you'd get a fucking clue, hey, get off my property. No, I think I'll sit here because this is great, this is great propaganda. Go fuck yourself, dude. If somebody walked into my fucking backyard, literally just my little fucking 12 by 10 backyard that I have in my fucking community. And I said, leave. And they're like, nope. And took a fucking seat and started filming. I guess we're going to have a snuff film this day. Like, I don't know. I I told you to leave. Like, I'm going to go back inside. I'm going to come out with a fucking gun. And if you're still here, it's target season. Out of touch. Out of touch. Like, someone's walking on my grass. So I have to point guns at them. Like, that's where you're at right now, man. That's, that is this so, wasn't so again. Delicious. You need to drop the pedantry. This isn't just someone walking on someone's grass, Bobby. This is a group of people shouting and screaming at them, threatening their dog, threatening their home, threatening their livelihoods. And these people demanded they leave their property, and they wouldn't. What are you supposed to do? Call the cops? Is that really what you want? I mean, from what I saw, it was a march, a, a moving march. And they would have walked on their grass, and they would have walked right past the house, and that would have been that. And right? they, instead, they but walked no. on the property inside the retaining fence no. to the and community. They come out with guns, man. Like, how stupid of them. And now because yeah, they violated the law, stupid of them to defend their property. They're not they're, it's, I mean, it's I'm, an investigation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry they aren't been charged. The law. No charges. No charges, no crime. Funny, curious. That you are so damn fucking triggered by violating a walk on the grass fucking law of trespassing, but you're not um, of what they what the laws that they broke. So I don't, I don't understand. Like they didn't break any laws. They were on their property with lawfully owned, lawfully acquired, lawfully possessed firearms, demanding people trespassing on their property leave. To me, there's no crime. I don't see a single crime, and I'm I'm more than yeah, positive the future was, charges that they dropped will prove that. Because they were pointing the because they were pointing the guns at people who weren't threatening them, there was a crime. Um, I mean, there were plenty of people threatening them. That's why they had the guns. Generally, people don't just whip guns out to greet their neighbors or protesters, Bobby. This is generally a thing that happens because of aggression and escalation of force. So, like these people, for you to think that they just came out like the fucking tombstone, throwing their fucking pistols up in the air, never having to reload. Is ridiculous. You you are you are being obtuse intentionally when you boil the entire situation down to oh there's somebody walking on their grass like that's not what this is at all and you fucking know it. You know that it's not just about grass. This isn't just about people walking on their grass. These people pulled out a reasonable show of force because of an unreasonable threat against them, their home, their livelihood, their castle. They are not expected to retreat. And when these people are threatening the life of their dog, their animal, I mean, I'm, if somebody threatens oh, Sadie, my dog, I'm pulling a gun out. What are you going to do? you got to get through me first. So so you're saying I can't walk down the street and say, hey, Dylan, I'm going to kill your cat. Dylan, I'm going to kill your cat. Dylan, I'm going to kill your cat. Like, you that's can walk down the street bud. saying Yeah, you can walk down the street saying it. But the moment you stop in front of my property and are shouting it at me and not leaving when I tell you to, then we're going to have a problem. It's not just the fact that these people walked up. 
It's not just the fact that these people were protesting. And it's not just the fact that they were saying what they want. It's the fact that they were on private property. They were asked and told to leave. And even in the they show of a gun, they stayed. No, they weren't. They you're were stopped. Like this, you're acting like this guy's house was the destination, and they all showed up and hung out it on their wasn't. lawn. That's not what it happened. Wasn't, I, I never said it was the destination. I'm saying these people stopped and went onto their property during the protest. I'm not saying everybody in the protest, okay? Let's not start putting words in my mouth. Not everybody in the protest stopped. This group of people that was on the property that we're talking about that day stopped. And they were told to leave, and they didn't. And when they didn't, they pulled their fucking phones and their tablets and their cameras out and stayed there to film the situation. That's why we have so many fucking pictures. If these people pointed a gun and said leave, if those people said to leave and the protesters left, there wouldn't be pictures. While you've been talking, I've been doing a lot of researching, and there is absolutely no evidence whatsoever that anyone said that they were going to kill the pets Burn their house, kill them. This is just other than the two people who are being charged. Yeah, crazy motherfuckers with loaded guns. Yeah, those two crazy. Like why? Why? Why do they? Why are they crazy? You you just call them crazy because they got guns on them. I'm calling them crazy because they're out in the middle of the day with loaded weapons pointing at innocent, peaceful protesters. Innocent, peaceful protesters shouting on their property, demanding that. No, dude, you 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 are you are missing over the whole thing. Those people were threatened. Think, you know, Those people were threatened. We they have said they were threatened. No, I mean, there is no disagreement. The people who are being charged yes, said are. they you're, were being threatened you're, you're by choosing, people. You're choosing to believe a story, an unverified story by people, and I'm choosing to believe what I saw on video. Why can't the first-hand eyewitness accounts first-hand eyewitness accounts have to be believed? These are people who were directly involved in the situation. They were the one facing what people were saying. Why is their information not believed? Why can't they be believed? Because they don't have any proof. Well, because everyone okay. had a camera you, out there. And I, do you and have any proof? You have proof of what was recorded. Um, you don't have proof of what you, was not recorded. The burden, of, the, burden of proof, the burden of proof lies on them. They're saying some pretty, pretty bad things that the protesters no, are saying. The burden I've been to a lot of protests. Rel- I never heard anybody talk about killing dogs. Burden of proof relies on the state, not the people. The people don't have to bring up well, the proof. The state well, does. They're, they're accusing people of shit with, with little, with no video proof, no audio proof, no nothing. I don't believe them. Facts. I don't so believe them. Don't you're, you're saying that they were, to... they were never video recorded having those threats. I'm saying those threats were either omitted or never recorded to begin with. Okay, so you believe something that you can't provide. And, that's and fine. you also believe it's something you can't to. provide. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things like that. But, like, in this particular case, you're taking the words of two people saying that they're going to this, do this, do that. Over a police yeah, department bringing charges on them. Yes. Yes, I'm going to believe private, believe private citizens over the police force any day, any circumstance yeah. so whatsoever. When we, have, when, we have white, when we have white Karens making lies about black people all the time caught on, uh, caught on footage. So we have a, a pattern of that, and now we have this, where it wasn't caught on footage of the black people or, the, or whoever was fucking protesting, I'm going to kill your dog. Oh, get the fuck out of here. They so wanted, it's okay they for somebody to threaten the life of your dog? Can I come threaten the life of your Did dog? Are you going to take that lightly? It didn't happen. Are you, you have sure? proof of it. You, you don't have any proof that, that it didn't happen. I, I have these people saying it. I've been a black person my whole life. 
I have these people who were threatened and whose dogs were threatened saying it. You have, oh, well, I just can't find it. I have people who are involved in the situation saying what happened, and you have no one involved in the situation other than the police force and some protesters that are unnamed and media personalities that are unfaced. Oh, well, they didn't they didn't say anything like that. They didn't record it. They didn't say they said that. Of fucking course no, they did. Is anybody gonna admit their transgressions? Say, no. No, you wanna look at you wanna look at the inconsistencies right off the bat. Is that they they said they only armed themselves, though two white people, they said they only armed themselves when they saw demonstrators with weapons, which turned out was complete bullshit and false. No one had any weapons. No one ever found any weapons on anybody. What kind of weapon? A weapon, no a weapon could mean a stick. Weapon. A weapon could mean a giant stick. A bat. Oh my God! Is it not? So once again, we're leaving it up to these crazy people's interpretation. Hey, look. At, at this point, after reading more into it, I'm so glad their house got raided, and I hope they get arrested. I hope they get they never get their guns ever again. I hope they never. I hope they get their license. When they come for you, Bobby, don't expect me to come to your house when they come for you. And, and, don't, ex- do and don't, don't, don't expect to come to my, os- <laughs> my, my Costco with me and my well-armed friends after this little display here. Oh, Dylan. Hey, you know, you can't, we can't agree on everything, you know. No. And if but you, I'll if tell you, you what. The words, when the progress, when the progress and the wheels go in this case, and it ends up being these people had nothing that was wrong. They got their guns back. No charges were levied. I'm going to serve you a hat, and I'm going to give you ketchup and mustard. Oh, God. Hey, look, man. The evidence, well, it's on my side. And I, I get that you don't understand that you're just taking the word of two people with no evidence, no proof, no verifiable facts over the videos that I have. That's and fine. You, like, you're, you just taking, you. have you, you're, you're just taking a police agenda. department who uh, brutalizes people of color lies about their internal investigations and is completely militarized and overfunded by the government, protecting the liars in the government, you're just going to take their word for it. No problem, Bobby. Let's go on to police brutality against black people. What do you think about that? Is it when a black, what do you think about when a black person says police brutality? Do we have to believe the police or do we just believe the word of that one random person that got arrested, Bobby? Do we believe a private citizen or the police? Who is it? Well, to answer answer your question, Thankfully for us, we haven't had that in, in situations because we no. have video footage of all the proof. Oh. And where in your case, you have zero evidence of it, brother. Okay. Sorry, man, you're getting duped. You're getting duped so by these two it's, people. It's crazy that it's crazy that you'll believe police brutality against people of color, but you won't believe police overreach no, when it comes to I'm a couple gun owners I'm in their own I'm home. Protester I'm believing protesters' accounts. Over two people who have no verified unnamed, unverified protesters' accounts versus the homeowners' film no, and at the center of the discussion on their Facebook pages with their names, their cropped like, videos, I don't where you're coming up with this their cropped issue. videos, their omitted videos. Oh my God. Just, just because something you're wasn't filmed doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Not really. I mean, you're it's reaching, pretty much dude. right there in front Stretch of us. And here, here in a couple months, I'm literally going to have you eat your fucking hat. <laughs> When these people hey, come out it. on top with no problem, you better stretch, bro. You better stretch because you don't want to hurt them arms. All this reaching you've been it's doing. Okay, I, I so. don't. I, I mean, call me a cobbler. I make every shoe fit, and that's, that's just why you're acting like this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan. Hey, this is our longest fucking podcast we've ever done. You know that? First podcast, long podcast. We did it. It's hilarious. 
man, it's just good to get the juices going, man. I love, I love debating. Oh, yeah, let's, I, I love, love arguing. Man. <laughs> Nas, don't be offended. So you better up. call in next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, and if you don't like what Dylan says, you could just be like those two fucking Ken and Karen bitches and uh, be the cool up before. You're so yeah. cute. Do that. Dylan, it was a lovely podcast, brother. It was I look a forward time. to the next one. Do you got a good outro, or do we have to play something different? Nice. Uh, you know, I just got the playing the intro and the outro. Same thing this week. Good song. No Laura today. Yeah. That's sad. You want to conclude the show? I will eat you. I will eat your ass. My children aren't going hungry. I'll do it. I'll drink your blood. And I'm starting to think about it. All right, guys. That's it for so, yeah. Children Divided. I'm Dylan. That's Bobby. This has been a hell of a time. First podcast. You can generally listen to us every Sunday. You can call us in at 516-531-9549. Tell me how, uh, tell me how much of a little crybaby I am. Tell Bobby how much of a bitch he is. Let us know. We'll be here back next Sunday to talk about more bullshit, I'm sure. Y'all have a good time. Take care. Your ass up so fast. I'm telling him, well, I killed a cow out back, baby. You think Christ would eat somebody? He would never do that. I will. I'm ready to hang them up, gut them, and skin them, and chop them up. You know what? I'm ready. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I will. I will eat your ass. I will eat your leftist ass like corn on the cob. I'm ready. I will eat you. I swear to God, if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to get my hands around your throat.